I'm about to be on the screen here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do this shit. You ain't gotta record the uh convers- the audio. Well I ain't gotta record the audio. No, I was saying you ain't got I was gonna say you ain't gotta record the video. Oh, like shit. Hey, I'm just be on here. They just record your audio just to be safe, just to make sure shit. Once we see how this shit turn out, how long this shit go and everything, how this shit works. I'm being a cut me looking dumb time. Like, yeah, look at this shit. Like, yeah, this shit funny. Ha ha ha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um Damn, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do it. I'm trying to set it up right. You talking about his identity? He wants his identity and his and his what's Say what? Already, you are already potted. <laughs> you wild, bro. There's no way I can do this, bro. Nigga, don't, what you don't got a light in there? Nah, I mean, yeah, I got a light, but I'm going to set my shit up. Because I got the headphones and plugged in, so I got, or, or I could just do this. You could turn it on the side. Shit is fucking trifling. Oh, I can turn it on the side. Yeah. Just turn, I think you got to take the screen lock off. I'm not sure. I got it. Let's turn the side. So I'm trying, how do I want it to be set up like like? What the fuck? Can't, all right, you see me? I see what you're saying. Oh, right, look, audio, yeah, yeah, this nigga, bro. And then I got it. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. But you ain't going to see me while I'm talking. I got to do like that. <laughs> talking to Mike. As long as Unless I talking to Mike up. You don't need to, I, I would say don't record the audio. If the shit fucked up, we could just record it again, but don't record the audio? Just, yeah, I would say just you already talking in that mic. Alright. So yeah, so I'm recording just, it. Alright, so I'm about to just do this. FaceTime I shit. Like, <laughs> do you like how the audio sound up? It might still sound better. Yeah. And then you gotta sync it and all that. That's gonna be weird. Alright, I'm ready. You fucking recording. I'm eating bacon. Well, yeah, we already recording, so like it's going. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're That's your heart. Like shit. No wonder Zoom was like the craze and shit. Nah, facts. I mean, especially yeah, for the beginning off. of the pandemic shit. But it had way more issues back then. It was fucking up way more. What was it like? It was new or some shit? Yeah, it was like like the crystal clear shit like that I'm seeing right now. Well, that's another thing too. It'd be people phone. People phone be niggas be having a whole Go phone from AT and T little gas station phone and shit. Uh huh. Try Zoom with you. I'm like, bro, I think we <laughs> have an Obama phone. Trying to Zoom. <laughs> Like, bro, I know. I ain't doing all that. So, I mean, they got some jitterbugs popping. Then it'd be like too many people on it. 
sometimes. Uh-huh. Then the shit don't re- don't be working right when too many people. I don't like shit like that. It's like I get on the app when the shit work right. Like meet me don't be working right. That shit still be tripping, bro. So still be tripping how? That shit be glitching like shit. That shit laggy. Man, get to see my man. Y'all get to see this all this shit right here. <laughs> what is this? This fucking headphone box speaker. My bed. My retainer. My headphones, my pillow. I'm just on the fucking couch. Thanks. They be saying I be, I'm in jail and shit. They say what? So they be asking me if I'm in jail. I'm like, yeah, what nigga you know in jail in a one man cell by yourself. Well, <laughs> Instagram like every day. Exactly. And I'm on. Now it's more like on meet me. Like when I be on making meet music. Like, no, you making music in jail though. Like <laughs> <laughs> this nigga recording a whole album. Oh, yeah. Niggas can make music in jail, boy. That'd be fucking lit. <coughs> I think niggas still figure it out sometimes. You gotta have bad connection. No, like shit. And then they're they gonna be geeking to play everybody their music, and then they then the CEO's gonna be like, how the fuck you do that? You got a phone <laughs> in here. <laughs> no, nah, niggas just gonna be on their phone, and then they gonna see this nigga. Like, hold on, this nigga just recorded this. Posted two minutes ago. <laughs> what? But that's the thing, though. That's the, you ever seen? Uh, put that nigga in his cell. <laughs> you ever seen um, Hustle and Flow? When Terrence Howard was in jail, he had that they had snuck the record. Yeah. No, yeah. they no no no. That was actually Empire on Empire. Terrence Howard went to jail, and then like he had they, he had like snuck in the little room to record a song, and he made a hit in the, in the little jail. It's <laughs> like a fake ass. <laughs> What is the song like, from Hustle and Flow? Well, hard out here for a pimp. Niggas was really bumping that album like he was a real rapper. Like, <laughs> I remember niggas had, had the CD and they was playing that shit in the car like it was a real rap song. Like, baby. Water, please. Water, please. Water, please. Not for real, bro. That was the days, in the good old days. So, you know, that's when I was younger shit. To, I was thinking back to when I could do mad shit because I was comfortable and I didn't have to pay for that. Not for real. I mean... Paying rent and bills and shit, that, that shit cool. I ain't, that shit cool. I ain't yeah, got you say that, that. You ain't working for it, like working for it every fucking day. But I, I have done it, though. Yeah. Being in that hostel. That shit still, but like either way, like, either way, it's like money is a scam. We already know, like, because you can always have more. Facts. And you, the whole point of having more is to spend more. Like, what's the fuck? Exactly. That's, the fucking, that's a scam, like, shit. So. Exactly. It's like I'm cool without it, but then I'm cool with it at the same time. I was just like, I had money and shit, and I was paying paying my little rent and shit, and mm-hmm. I was like getting my food. I was paying phone bill. I had my phone. I was paying my phone bill and all that. Yeah. 
And that shit was just like it wasn't really different from what I what now. I feel like I live better now. Like I'm doing yeah. the same shit. It's like it's like it's what I gotta do. I gotta pay my rent. I gotta pay my phone bill if I if I want a phone and all that. It's, the it's, whole thing. Yeah. But but that's my whole thing. Y'all my fuckers be acting like girls care about how much money a nigga got, but the girls don't give a fuck about that shit, bro. Like, I had all the money that a nigga could really have for I was about to say, I ain't never I, been rich, and I know that I haven't have had a lot of women. <laughs> exactly. You feel what I'm saying? It's a lot and of niggas I technically like wasn't that. supposed to have because I wasn't rich. <laughs> exactly. But I seen that nigga, but I remember when we said uh, it was me and my man's G, and it was some other niggas, too. I think I think Relly was there. And then we saw a girl, we, we saw a girl with a nigga in a wheelchair. And then this nigga G gonna say, yeah, he must have got money. Like, yeah, yeah. niggas are ignorant though. Niggas think like, like money sounds in that way. Facts. And I was like, nigga. Not, yeah, it could be, it could, be, it don't gotta be money. And that's the thing too, like, what, like, what is money? Because if a nigga I, don't have expenses, he technically got money. Uh huh. Like a lot of niggas exactly. could have money if they didn't have as many expenses as they got. And you could choose. Sometimes that. a nigga could be he could just be making the same shit you making. He just don't have expenses. He'll really he really down to earth. He don't give a shit about that. He got he's got depth to him. People like uh-huh. like depth these days. So it's like when they Facts. see shit, they assume there's no depth there too. It take it's like real real recognize real. You know? Motherfuckers want to act like we, the real world don't go on. Like, shit don't happen. Like, <laughs> like, damn, like a nigga's shirt don't get dirty. Like, at some point, like, they just be clean all the time. Like, I hated that shit, bro. <laughs> like, in school, bro, uh, motherfuckers try to play you like you a, like you a, you, you a kid or something. Like, bro, we are in school, bro. Why is y'all niggas trying to be clean? Like, why... What's the like? My whole thing was like not even like be dirty, but I'm saying like your whole goal in wearing clothes is to like wash clean clothes. Like I'm so confused. Like, <laughs> like what you wearing them for? If you just don't want to mess them up, like niggas didn't want to crease their shoes. Niggas didn't want to like like what? Why are you wearing like this? Is like I'm like bro. Shoes are just supposed to protect your feet from the ground. Like what is exactly. going on? Exactly. It's not a it's fashion show. Like. <laughs> Oh man, not a fucking fashion show. And it's fashion like show is cool though. But that's the you said fashion show is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I don't think about the competition part of it. I just be thinking oh, about yeah, yeah. being cool shit. But you know, yeah, competition yeah. is kind of what drives some people's creativity. Uh huh. Some people wouldn't even create that wild shit if it wasn't like they had to make the best joint. You know what I mean? Like, uh huh. You know I mean? I, speaking of fashion, it's like, yo, I, I, I know I keep bringing this show up, but I was watching the show and Shawty is talking about some, um, yeah, this is this is Chanel on my wrist. And this is what uh, are you talking about? Real Husbands. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep talking about the show. Well, like, she was talking about this Cartier, this Cartier on her wrist and all this, and she got Prada on and all that. Like, you know, you would sound, you didn't say anything. Like, you saw, you flaunt somebody else's creation. It would be hard if you, if you said, yeah, I made this, I made this. I, I created this watch. Did not I, I, what they charge and you 
on that, making that facts. And you out here like spending all you got sometimes. <laughs> For this shit, when it's you could have put that amount of money into making your own shit, yeah, and, and rocking motherfucking mock-up. exactly. And it's and like it would have been harder if you was Margella, you was Mason Margella, and like let's say like Mason Margella was unknown, well, not unknown, he would be known. Let's say Mason Margella, like, yeah, I'm rocking my latest thing that everybody fucking with, everybody copying it. Then that's a flex. That's a real flex. Because it's like, damn, he just created this jacket and everybody liked the jacket and everybody buying it and they wearing it. That's a flex, but not, oh, I am not Mason Margella, but I'm rocking Mason Margella stuff. Like, that's weird. Like, I don't like this shit. <laughs> oh, I'm rocking Versace. Like, I'm not Versace. You think, you think in the future... Because this would be a cool world for me in the future where everybody's kind of just designed their own clothes. Yeah, I feel like that. Damn that's near everybody, thing. that was a thing, kind of like how farming used to be a thing everybody did for themselves. Uh huh. Like, we all make our own clothes too. Like we go get the material, we go, we trade materials with each other, we collaborate in that way. You know what I mean? But this whole idea of having um, the majority of people wearing the same things. Is a control thing. It's a real estate yeah. thing. It's a uh, classism and it's oppression. It's just right. a way to. <clears throat> it's always about like getting somebody to give you control instead of fighting and forcing them to go under your will. You kind of make them feel like it's their idea, mm-hmm. and then they end up, you know, carrying out your plan. Like these motherfuckers, bro. Think about this, like lawyers, bro. Like they get bread, and then they get to like, like when people die and they don't have insurance and shit. These niggas get to like spend money that ain't theirs. Like they get to take niggas shit that is dead. They keep the family in court arguing about who get what. So. That shit takes so long that it nobody in the family ends up getting shit and they just go straight to the lawyers. And these lawyers, <laughs> they send they passing down other people's property that are just random people they worked for that was dead. And the family couldn't come to terms, but they had this whole estate, like, here, son, that's yours. Give this one to your son. Like, that's <laughs> nice shit. <laughs> and that's like, I ain't even really mad at the shit. That's balling. That's business. Like if you don't do the business, like hey, thanks. You can always do the business while you alive. And this is a conversation niggas just don't want to have. Niggas just don't want to talk about shit, real shit. Like niggas avoid shit. But niggas want to talk about fucking what ifs and hypotheticals and stuff. Like, yeah, or they want to spend their money on Louis right now when you could have exactly. life insurance policy on yourself. So that way, when you die, somebody could get rich. Not for real. Here you go. <laughs> right. Yes, you, you, you know what's so funny? <laughs> I literally did that in my head. Like, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, like, I did like this. I did it for you. Like, shit. But, like, nah, that's life insurance policy shit. I'd be feeling like, yeah, motherfuckers just be faking their death for that shit. <laughs> they get old as shit. They like, yeah, they ain't man, cool. If they ain't fucking fix the system, if it ain't broke, hey, don't fix it. Sometimes the system's supposed to be broken in ways. Thanks. <laughs> nah, for real. 
The system ain't perfect. Yeah. Ain't no system perfect. It's nicks and crannies yeah, and everything. Just, this system is corrupt, but yeah. definitely not perfect. No system is perfect, but corruption is like self-destructive. It's like the system trying to take everything down with it. Uh-huh. It's like if your body, like I said, like when your body get hijacked and like overridden by a parasite that kind of takes control of it and makes you kind of self-destruct, that's a different thing than when it's just like, you know, things going wrong. You swallow wrong real quick. Or you, you know, yeah. imperfections that just like, that's just the process. No, thanks. No, the hypothetical animal, shit, like, like I, I just talking to a girl she talking about um she talking about some what 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 y'all gonna do if we go to war with Russia and it's a war like why do y'all keep talking like bro it's not gonna be no World War Three like that's not happening bro and then she got mad because I said that it's not happening there She's is a war going on right now but it's a technological digital war Facts. and nobody's yeah, really point. taking it serious <laughs> they already started the war and it's winning exactly. no more like her exactly that's the yo. She a motherfucking casualty already. <laughs> but she a girl, so like it's like yo, I, I just yeah. laughed it out like yo, I'm not arguing with no girl about this shit, bro. I'm tired of arguing yeah, with girls about politics. Really on like, men to lead these women, bro. But they don't want to be led. It's on us to lead these women in the right direction because they still gonna be our Achilles heel at the end of the day. They don't want to be led. They want to be the leaders. And claim they yeah, want to be the you leaders. can still lead around that. You can still lead. You can yeah, by like doing what the fuck by leading. Read the forty eight laws of power. I tell you how to mislead somebody into leading them in the right ways. Like, like, like I just said about letting people think it's their idea. That's the that's what you got to do. I'm crying. I mean, shit. I'm just like, bro. Fuck that shit. I'm gonna well, lead how I lead. And if you want to follow, come easy. Follow you what? Say what I you say. I'm gonna lead. I said I'm gonna lead how I lead. If you want to follow, follow. That's how. That's what I know about life. Everybody, whatever time that I'm on right now, and what I'm saying right now, niggas are gonna be saying this shit like five years from now. So it's like, yo, y'all gonna understand. So y'all gonna get to this level at some point. Cause that's how it always go. Like I said, I say this shit all the time, bro. I was one of the first people on my fucking spiritual shit, on my meditation third eye shit, when nobody was doing that shit. Right. Now everybody want to be on act like they they still don't even understand what the third eye is. Want to be on a spiritual third eye shit? Like no, bro, you're late to the party, and you know what the party we is. Know we was on it for different reasons. Uh huh. We was on shit for more genuine reasons than facts, clickbait, trendy. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't even watching YouTube videos on it. Like I was really about that meditation life and spiritual healing life. Like I was really doing shit. Yeah, I was a crystal ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I still got crystals right here. Like shit, that shit fire. Not they fail. Yeah, I got the little marble. Well, I just like aesthetically. I've always gravitated to Buddhist imagery and stuff even aesthetically before I knew what I why I liked it and why uh-huh. I, what it was I was always attracted to that type of shit. Not nah, fact I feel you well, but my ass is trying to have there. lucid oh, I'm dreams. Huh? I remember I used to I remember I had my face where I was trying to have lucid dreams. You ain't never lucid dream before? No I did I've I lucid dreams uh, plenty of times when you don't know what it is. 
Like, like you said, Bro, I hate when motherfuckers talk about sleep paralysis. Sleep. I hate when motherfuckers talk about sleep paralysis and don't know about lucid dreaming for real. I ain't never had a lucid dream. Like, yeah, niggas be like, yo, it's so scary. It took, and like, uh, it took me time to get through the paralysis part of it to where I could use it. Uh, but Dale got a crazy story. He said it on the pod. That's why I be wanting you to hear that shit, bro. He, this episode already out. It's, I think it's on. Um, forgot the name of the damn episode, Jay. I'm also on Spotify. I got my I got it on my notifications. So. I'm on here now. <clears throat> but it's an episode. He said uh, he basically, yeah, he told me this story before though. But he he lucid dreamt when he was a kid. And he uh he could see his body and everything. But um he was telling a story about this dude named Ed Morrell. And this nigga was going, he was being tortured, right? And this is around when they used to have way they was like, this is back when we used to build and use torture like devices and shit. And it was this device called the bloody straight jacket. It's like basically like squeezing the life out of you. A long, like you know what I mean, like squeezing uh-huh. the shit out of you, right? This nigga knew how to lucid dream, bro, and he was traveling the world the whole time. And every time they took him out that joint, he was fine. Like he was like, he was just refreshed. Like he had just took a nap. Crazy. And he was like, yeah, bro. And then they was like, they was asking this nigga how he kept surviving this shit. Nobody ever survived that shit, bro. He said every time he would go, and he wasn't even trying to lucid dream. He would just. The pain would be so excruciating that he would just go out of his mind, bro. Uh, and he just will just leave his body, bro. And like that nigga was like describing shit all the way overseas, over places he ain't never been. Uh huh. But it's like, That's how funny. could you have went to there that quick? You know <laughs> what I mean, like, what do you? How do you know that? Like, yeah. That's the crazy shit. It's like shit like that. It's like when I look back, I was like, damn, if I wasn't so scared, I could have went to the kitchen real quick. Facts. <laughs> I could have floated to the kitchen and shit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, bro. I was asking Dale, man, shit. Yeah, God versus aliens. That's the, that's the episode. That's episode 46. That shit get real, bro, because that's when we was at the campfire and he was talking about that shit. It was wild, bro. Like, we was. That's why I'm like, we got to get, all three of us got to get together. He said he willing to do the campfire uh, pods and shit with us, too, so. Like shit. We going to do that shit. We going to go camping, bro. We going to fucking, we got to do it like a two-day thing or a three-day thing to stay out there and just fucking chill, bro. That shit going to be fucking lit, dog. Because we going to have such real, I don't want, I, I love being so far away from the world, like. So out of the way of civilization, like, I just feel free. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be at. This is nature. I love nature, bro. Like I said. Nature don't even fuck with you. Like, nature do not mess with you, bro. Nature just be doing what it do every day. Same shit, eating and living. Uh Facts. It don't even be really messing with you. Like, I hate when people tell me they don't want to go outside because of nature. Like what the fuck are you? What? Who said? Who ever said that? Like, it's usually girls are like dudes who just don't like. They are super technological, like materialistic people who don't see any value in being outside. You know, like I like I like think the about, woods. I like being deep in the woods at nighttime and shit. I like shit like that. Yeah, 
That's you. That used to be me, man. That's why I was. I was. I was kind of mad too. We ain't lived too close together because we would have been. We would have been outside every day, bro. I used to be that dude, bro. Yep. No, me and my friends. We used to go in the woods and shit. That's why I fuck with that shit. That was like that was like yeah. some safe shit. That was just like yo, we just going to we going. Then to I remember woods, we used like... to skip school out there too. Uh huh. Everybody. Skip school when everybody I first started smoking weed. We started smoking in the woods. We would just go deep, and my man, he would be able to see his. He would see his house, and his dad had a good ass job, so he could sometimes he just leave his job early and just come home. And like he'd be like, "Oh shit, my dad home early." <laughs> so this nigga would just be out there in the woods with us. We made a campsite and everything. We took a propane tank with a grill out there. We was wilding, bro. Skipping school, like we was doing too much, bro. Crazy. In the fucking woods. That was back when we used to smoke like once a month, and that was enough. Like we was like, "Yo, uh, we don't need <laughs> to do this every day." Like we was treat. We was real sacred. Like we was like. But we don't want to do this every day, bro. It's just gonna mess it up. Like it's not gonna be Facts. fun no more. That was on point. That was back then, bro. When we had self control, we was young, young guys, bro. Facts. I just wish we had somebody really genuine around that was gonna keep us on our god shit. Because yeah. I'm not saying it's a problem now, but it's like I know some niggas who gave up on that shit who was way more woke when they was younger, and now it's like they don't give a fuck no more. But them them bills they and just, real life got to their head. I was about to say they rather them. just go to work and focus on <laughs> real <laughs> like shit. Oh, that's tragic. Think about man. that though. I don't know, man. Cause like I said, what kept you like from I, doing that? Me being able to do what I'm doing now, pay my rent without working. <laughs> I, I told my friend this. I said I gotta keep remembering that, like I'm like the only nigga that I know that's in this like situation that I'm in, that where I could just wake yeah. up and do whatever I want to and go like and not work and be able to pay my rent and eat. I, it's like I'm already up. That's why I'm used to the shit. I can focus on myself because I don't have to worry about nothing else. Like getting up in the morning, going to work, doing a whole bunch of shit. Uh huh. But at the same time, too, that shit for me, that shit lit, bro. I love this shit. Facts. Because oh, no, nah, that's like, lit, too. Yeah, but I was about to say, it's not like, um, like I said, I know, I just know how to use everything for what I'm trying to do with my life. I know how to yeah. apply this to what I want to do because I do want to be able to get up early because one day I'm going to be getting up early for my shit. Facts. And then it's going to be, I'm getting up early so I don't have to one day. And I'm also one of them dudes who you can't finesse. Like, I see a lot of people sometimes they talk about, yeah, when I came here, I was just your age. And I'm like, oh, you 70 now. You, you trying to tell me I'm going to be here forever? I will never be like you. I will never be here. I will never uh-huh. be coming to the same place for 70, for, for 50 years, 30 years. That's just sad, bro. It's like, That's what just did sad you do your whole life? You could have been something. You worked for somebody else's shit. <laughs> And then they still just like treat you how they treat me, and I'm new. Yeah, but this the whole thing. They had, they I know they had parents. They back in them days, it's like if you was talking about doing something other than working for somebody, then you was crazy. Like, nah, I'm not yeah, doing you that. You're gonna go get a job. Yeah, you're gonna go get a job. You're gonna go to college. 
and you're going to do this and do that. Like now it's like it's more free because like niggas, it's really easy to get your goals accomplished and really make that bag off of this shit. But like back in them days, like the 60s, 70s and so on, like parents wasn't trying to hear that shit. You want to be a rapper? Like, no, what? You about to go the fuck to school and get your fucking diploma and you going to go get your degree. Like, My parents used to be like, you can't live in this house if you're not at school or you're working. You have to be in school or working. And you, uh-huh. you're not living here for free. Like, we're not doing it. Like, shit. <laughs> That's like... And like when I think of my situation, I'm just like, I'll be like, I can't complain about shit, bro. I'm too fortunate, bro. Like that I could just Arthur do what Anderson I fucking what, want. What we gonna go about with his name for this? Yeah, oh, I mean, he about to join? Yeah, Arthur Anderson is what we gonna call. Him. Just call him uh, Arthur. This nigga not trying to be on camera, so it's kind of funny. Let me see. Uh, can you hear us? Oh, it's connecting. I could kind of hide my video for this first. Like shit. Uh, That's lit, right? Oh, you said you could do what? I just hid him since he's not going to be on the video. Yeah, yeah. But we'll hear him. Oh, that's lit. Yeah. I ain't wanted to just be sitting up there like. What is he doing, bro? <laughs> oh, look. You okay. hear it? Yes, sir. Let's get yes, it. Yes, sir. You, you're there. You're there. We hear you. Okay, okay. Does my volume sound good? You could be a little louder, but... <laughs> well, I, I got to be honest. I think uh, I got I don't want minutes. you to... Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not gonna tell you to be loud. I'm saying I could think. I think I could just turn up whatever I could turn up on my. Head. But you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. NASCAR, you here? Yeah, I'm here. All right, this is NASCAR P, uh, rapper, producer, uh, friend. I told you about. It. He dropped me. This is this is the guy Brandon who uh dropped me off at your crib. With all. Oh yeah. yeah. All my what's shit. good, man. I moved in with you at your mom's place for the first time. What, 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 what's good, NASCAR P, man? Hey, <laughs> man, much love, man. I appreciate you looking out, out of my brother, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. You too, man. Nigga came to the no. perfect time. <laughs> man, <laughs> hey, that, that was a crazy day, man. We, we, we Hopefully, were, I we, did, though. We, 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 we didn't have a plan for that day, but man, you, you were there, though. Uh, I'm trying to think. You told me that, bro. You talking about um when I when I brought all my shit in that first day, he drove man, like his life. With you you my, kept his life safe. Oh, yeah. oh, he he came. <laughs> y'all came to my house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, y'all remember that day. Of course, that, that's the day I'm thinking about. I'm trying. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And he had the van. Yeah, yeah. That's the, uh-huh. that's the yeah. We like he said we ain't had no fucking plan. We didn't know what the fuck. It just it's happened. Good. Like I just had to go. Like shit. Man, I was so just like, bro. I will. Like, I'll, I'll just... take out whatever I gotta take out in the edit. So don't worry too hard. You know what I mean. Okay. I don't want. I, I would rather you to talk around. You know what I mean. Shit. 
I'd rather you just talk freely and then I just edit whatever else. I got um, you. You barely mentioned. You barely mentioned. Uh, you know, you barely mentioned that what you told me you ain't want in there. But I did take what you did say out. You know, and it sounds cool because, like I said, I'd rather I can make it sound smooth in the post. I don't need you. I appreciate you asking. So, so in general, so you could take this part out. You know, in general, we could talk more privately, but. So something that I'm trying to build right now uh, in general are like different kind of resources and programs outside the traditional system. But that's so, why, look, but look, look, before you even get all of, that's why I'm saying what I'm saying now, because I want you to kind of give, reintroduce yourself to the pod and NASCAR since we all three haven't ever spoken. Okay, gotcha. So you. like we, we recorded our thing and we talked about it all kind of in detail and even that was a lot because we both know what we talk about. Everybody else yeah. doesn't know what, what, what that entails. So it's like, if you have an opportunity to talk all here and it's like, you ain't really been through the system like that for real, have you, Master? Nah, not, 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 not like foster care, none of that bullshit. Yeah, but, nah. But 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 NASCAR though, I mean, any of your loved ones, friends, do you know anybody that went through the system that that you were affected like maybe directly or indirectly by? Ronnie, like, that's <laughs> it. We don't, we don't. I, I didn't, I didn't Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Hey man, it's it's a it's a fucked up system, man. It's it's a net, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a trap. That shit, some, some, man, some some folks get trapped in that shit, and man, it could be generations of family trapped in that shit. Drugs. Uh-huh. The drug pharmaceutical companies is all a part of it, all a part of it. Like, that shit is yeah. fucking weird, man. And it's a so big you know, business. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, we're going to lead into a really good topic. I want to talk about sleep studies and Adderall. That's we're going to segue into a really good topic. But uh, Rondo, I'm going to follow your lead. One, one thing I was fucking up on the other podcast, I was using. He was not uh, fucking you know, up, man. I, he wasn't well, fucking nah, up. Nah, nah, nah. My flow was good, but I was accidentally using hear my name when I prefer to use my podcast name. You know what I'm saying? So I want to stick to, I'm going to reintroduce myself. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Arthur Anderson. Um, yeah. Just a quick uh, reintroduction. Uh, I'm a retired uh, counselor. I've worked uh, 20 years um, in the social work system as a counselor. Uh, I've worked primarily with foster care teens, uh, homeless, uh, foster, I'm sorry, homeless former foster care teen uh, adults who are homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also worked with um, asylum seekers, primarily victims of um, trafficking, uh, really escaping really, really terrible situations from different countries and really didn't have family to protect them. So really kind of under the same situation as foster care. But I've worked with folks from pretty much all over the world for 20 years um, from pretty bad situations. But let me not ramble. Yeah. <laughs> That's my introduction. High school, okay. high school education, right? No degree? No degree. So... This is a really quick nutshell. It's really funny because I got, we can say I got grandfathered in. When I started yeah. working in 2000, 2001, the standards for social work weren't as high. You know, social work has evolved. So like in the 80s and 90s, man, anybody getting the fucking social work, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But right, right. As, 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 as people understand, has understand that you have to be more trauma informed, there's a lot more complexities to social work. You know, the standards have, have gotten higher and changed. But when, at 21, when I started in 2000, and in 2001, when I started at the agency I was at for uh, almost 20 years, um, the agency I worked at was a very highly reputable agency. And 
my position as a counselor at the group home is a therapeutic group home. That's a very important thing to uh, uh, define. There are right. traditional group homes, and this was a therapeutic group home. Um, therapeutic group homes have a, a campus with a on-site psychiatrist. It's not there 24 hours, but the psychiatrist is there for certain days for psychiatry uh -huh. uh, appointments. Um, and there's on-site therapists every day. What's a psychiatrist? Just, just to be clear, because I don't know if everybody really knows what, what the jobs are. That's a, that's a really good question, because a psychiatrist for mental health has probably the most difficult job that anybody could have. Now, a psychiatrist is a doctor. To be a psychiatrist, you have to have a PhD. It's not something you can do with a master's. It's a very serious job, but psychiatrists, uh, pretty much their primary job, and I'm going to use a, a really technical term here, but anybody who studies science, this, this term makes sense. I'm going to use some analogies to make sense, but the term is titrate. T-I-T-R-A-T-E. I believe is how it's yeah, spelled. Yeah, we spoke about this on, on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah, so titrate, a psychiatrist's job is to, so basically, if sometimes we're having mental health issues that's not from like uh, trauma or from other issues. Um, yeah. It could be chemical imbalances. So bipolar, manic depressive is a, is a form of this. So bipolar manic depressive, I want to use the term manic depressive to really define what bipolar is because people use that term to loosely pejoratively. He was mad it, that, and when he was just happy. So yeah. <laughs> he switched up how he felt about something. Hey, Casper, you mind. know what I tell you something really pisses me off because it really undermines people who actually have, you know, actual serious, you know, manic depressive or bipolar. It's a serious issue. But if somebody's well, having a bad day, call people angry, crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, people. Right. So, 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 you, when your friends are having a bad day and, and they arguing, and they're really getting mad, and like, and then there's like some, some, some of the crew just starts a, a, a little reputation, like, oh, that motherfucker's bipolar. He's bipolar like shit. You can't yeah. use that as a, as, but you can't use that. That's like it's really fucked up because here, here's yeah, what yeah. bipolar is: you're either producing too much serotonin or not enough. And okay. what is serotonin? It, that, that's that's what merit, that's what manic depressive is. You know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I think it's serotonin. Uh, I think it's serotonin. Yeah. So serotonin is responsible for what makes you happy. That and okay. dopamine. So so bipolar manic depressive is another is a scientific term for what bipolar is. They're the same thing. So think about what manic depressive is. You're either producing way too much serotonin. So the manic is I'm gonna pretend to be manic right now. So. This is why you know somebody's actually bipolar manic depressive because if they're just cranky and moody, arguing all the time, but they're never manic, that's not manic. Now, Rondo, you see me get excited and I act a little manic, but no, when somebody's manic. Oh, I know. Really, I know. I've, I've lived yeah. with the people and the, I've yeah. met the girls so, so who are manic. Somebody, especially on the on the upper end of bipolar, there's no judgment here. Bipolar one, bipolar two. It's almost two. like they're not even in a real in the real world. They're they floating around. It's, it's, it's so if you know somebody's bipolar and, and they're on the on the upper end of the extreme, you have to keep them right. safe because they will yeah. be disassociative. They will pretend. They will be like, like I'm not joking. These are stories I've worked with people with manic depressive. Married married guy, he is heterosexual. Been heterosexual his whole life. But became a bipolar, uh, untreated, and uh, um, he he had a cocaine problem too, and, and no bullshit. This motherfucker started sucking the dick for coke, and, and he got divorced. Like his wife found out, 
And, and like, but but the crazy thing is, the crazy <laughs> thing is, I'm sorry, the last really, well, right, the dude really is heterosexual. He would never cheat on his wife. But when you are manic, you will do crazy things you would never normally do. You're you're not rational. You're disassociative. It's almost like you are absolutely a con- completely different person. So people can do gay shit when they're manic, but they're really not gay. Mm-hmm. When they're when yeah. they're not manic, if, if when they're not if they were not manic and you're like, hey man, would you suck that dude's dick for like a million dollars? Man, fuck no. The fuck you talking about? <laughs> so you're trying to, say, you trying to just, say you're not manic enough to suck no dick, but you're a little no no right right right. If you ask a grown ass man who's not gay, hey, would you suck a dude's dick for a million dollars? You'd be like, man, fuck no. I'll punch you in the face with saying that shit, right? If no. that same dude has a manic episode, he's he's manic, and and he he wants some coke. And he's like, hey man, I'll give you bump coke. You suck my dick. He's gonna act, he's gonna <laughs> go right down, and he's gonna act That's gay. Crazy. It's crazy. No, no, no. So no, people nah. are. It's it's not sad because no, because like this is this is it's, you know, it's so, bad. I'm sorry. No, nah, the, the 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 primary medication typically for bipolar is, is lithium. So let's let's talk about lithium and how psychiatrist titrates. You either mm-hmm. so you, you you have a level of serotonin you're producing too much or too little. The psychiatrist, the psychiatrist, I need to lower my voice because I might be waking my roommate up. But the psychiatrist meets with you and sees how you're displaying. They ask, they, they're trained to ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, how, how's your week been? Have you been doing anything like kind of out of the normal? You know, if somebody's made depressive, they know they did something and they're ashamed. They're gonna tell the psychiatrist, like, and they're gonna break down in tears. Man, I can't believe I did this. I've never done this before, but like. I, I I I couldn't find my medication, and for two days I wanted to vacate. Blah, 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 blah. So when somebody's man, when they go manic, it's usually because they're on a medication. They have a good psychiatrist. That their medication is being titrated. Titrating is the psychiatrist is, is going to start them on a certain dose, and see how their body reacts to it. It takes a certain amount of time. A lot of psychotropic medications usually take up to two weeks before you notice or feel any effects. So the psychiatrist is very important. So we keep following the psychiatrist and keep telling them how they feel. Now, the reason why the psychiatrist's job is so difficult is because a lot of people are afraid to be honest with the psychiatrist. Crazy. Yeah. Because of stigma. People, people right? play a psychiatrist. Like, I, yeah, can they, I say one thing? Yeah, go for I, it. I had a doctor, right? A psychiatrist. Okay. And he okay. told me, um, you know, like we would do our daily, well, not daily, but our weekly, like, check-ins where he's basically trying to try to, he's titrating, right? He's trying to figure out what, how much I need. Yeah, they're asking. So like, here's a here's a here's a tight question. I, look, 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 I just didn't I didn't want to take it in the first place. But he told me straight up. He said if you don't, he said if you don't want this medication to work for you, it will not work for you. That because I can actively fight this whole process. And I did yep. it before. I've lied. I've told them I felt better. I told them this was a the perfect dosage. I feel great. I'll have a good week. I wouldn't get in trouble in school. And then I would just be like, nah, I don't feel like that no more. Boom. Something nope. happened. And they'd be like, yo, I thought the medication was working. I'm like, it's not. Y'all, y'all tripping for even thinking that it's working. I'm playing so, you. <laughs> Back so, 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 every fucking Rondo, week. Rondo. So here's, here's the thing. Psychiatrists are good Trying to get job. out of that They're shit. Smart. To but, but let's, let's, talk like about, let's talk about data and statistics. I'm, I'm going to tell you straight the yeah. fuck up. In 15 years working my therapy group, home, I had great relationships with all my clients. And they really were bipolar, schizophrenic. I was really encouraging them to follow their psychiatrist and be honest. So that was an important thing for me. When I meet with them, I would teach them what titrating is. Because when I know they're not honest and I know that like 
they're dysregulated. You know, I'm by the side, no judgment. I'm like, hey, man, look, uh, um, I don't know what you and psychiatrists talk about, but look, man, I'm, we, we counselors, we can't force clients to take medication. When clients meet with the psychiatrist, they can lie. We can't, we're not in that appointment. That's when the psychiatrist means it, it won't work for you if you don't do it. So what that what means do you think is, about medication, that, I feel like that's it, bullshit. It, you know, this here, here, it's a very complicated conversation, guys. So there are some folks that are legitimately manic depressant. I've worked with them. And mm. they actually do want to be on the right medication. They're honest. And, and I've worked with clients that are honest with the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist can titrate properly. And these are clients that are highly intelligent. They graduate high school, have great jobs, might get married and have kids. I know these folks. And they don't, mm-hmm. they don't have shame or fear that they are bipolar. They accept it, embrace it, and they trust their psychiatrist and they're honest with them. And they take the medication as, as consistently as they can. It's very hard to take it very consistently. You, you can slip a little bit here and there. But for the most part, the clients I know who are actually bipolar or are actually schizophrenic, I'm going to tell you 99% of schizophrenics I work with where it's schizophrenic, they are honest with the psychiatrist and they want to find the right medication. Trust me. Schizophrenia is a very scary, scary thing. So um, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of different medications. Can I, can I say one thing? Uh, uh, go for it. For a second. Uh, go you got to break down exactly what a chemical imbalance is. Because when people think you need medication, they think that it's like a sedation thing. They don't understand so, that, <clears throat> that there is a thing called a so, chemical imbalance where you could have... Now, you well, might have some audience stable, members fact checking me because, at a certain point, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you have that imbalance, you can use something to supplement, like taking a yeah. vitamin, basically. I, again, when use, I want to give this disclaimer. Deficient. I have a high school diploma. I don't have a college degree. There might be some audience who are really smart fact check. I might mistake a few things, but you know, I'm trying yeah, to be as it. accurate as possible. But um, to answer your question, let me explain just a little more about titrate. I'm going to give an analogy for everybody that's going to make sense about how psychiatry should work. All right, so everybody's was swimming in the pool before, right? Yeah. Uh, a public pool? Uh-huh. These, are stu- mm-hmm. these are stupid. These are stupid rhetorical questions. So, <laughs> no, it's not stupid. Been, no, 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 y'all are not stupid, but the questions I'm asking are rhetorical. They're just stupid. Right? We all been in the pool in some time, right? Hey, what you said, you don't know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, very true. Now everybody... What if somebody listening in, 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 in uh, one of them countries where... Let me cut to the chase. Has everybody been yeah. in a pool when, when there's too much yeah. coin in the water? And you jump in that motherfucker, your eyes are like, ah, motherfucker. Your eyes are burning like shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you open your eyes underwater. Yeah, so what, what do we do? We go to the lifeguard and we're like, hey, lifeguard, man, that water burned my fucking eyes. What does the lifeguard do? They go to that fucking hut that's locked that has the chemicals. They have that uh-huh. stick. That stick is a litmus strip. A litmus strip. That's what you use on a girl pussy to see if she like got a, got to her pH too high. Well, yeah, that, that's a. There's many forms of litmus <laughs> strips. A, a pregnancy uh, test. A, a pregnancy test is a litmus strip. Yeah, a, pregnancy a, test too. A instant an instant drug test is a litmus strip. It's a strip right. of paper that has certain things that will only react if only certain chemicals or certain things interact with it. So right. what's the litmus for a human being? Let's not go off on a tangent here. Let me explain about the analogy and finish about the pool. So yeah. do we lie to the – when we jump in the pool and that motherfucker's burning our eyes like shit, do we lie and tell the lifeguards, hey, guys, you're rubbing your eyes. Are you okay? Do we lie and be like, oh, yeah, 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 this water's great. 
no, no, no. We no. tell the truth. We tell the truth, lifeguard. Hey, yo, what the fuck y'all doing in this pool, man? This motherfucker's killing me, right? Nice. We tell the truth. Now the lifeguard knows what to do. He takes his litmus strip. He tests the pH of the water. And the pH, the litmus strip will tell you exactly what the pH is. And you'll see, whoa, it's too acidic. So he has to add some alkali, something chemical to balance the pH. You'll put just something in the, in the pool, some chemicals. It won't take long to circulate. And then like two minutes later, everyone's like, wow, all of a sudden the water feels great. Yeah. So this is the definition of equilibrium. That is the psychiatrist's goal. Everybody can be powerful and live happy in an equilibrium with their body. If mm-hmm. you don't fight your psychiatrist, if you actually do have a mental health diagnosis, we're not talking about Rondo. We're not talking about <clears throat> how you almost got trapped from a psychiatrist that was really tired and did a cookie cutter assessment because I was that's what say, the I done dealt with the with the with the I done been kind of jaded because I dealt with the, the the people who really was I've dealt with private like my mom has taken me before all of that she has taken me to private psychiatrists. And a lot of the, Rondo, you, you got to watch out for these thing. private practices practices because some people be in it just for the money, bro. Brother, like, you know you that? you know you promise. And this is I'm sorry, I'm just not denigrating you. You have a very high IQ, a very high IQ, and, and you do what I do. You can talk to a grown ass motherfucker who's a doctor and cut his balls off. You know what I'm saying? You too, though, NASCAR. NASCAR does. He saw that. He said, "I'm a bubble. I'm a bubble burster. I'm a bubble." Hey, hey, Rondo. A bubble burster. No, you take. You take. Hey, Rondo. Ever since I knew you, you take adults' power all the time, and you're like, "What the fuck you gonna do about it?" Now I'm not saying you're a bad person, Rondo. The power you take are from bad adults who try to take your power. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even. Sometimes I don't even just. I don't even just dead them. I'm. I'm always trying to teach them. Yeah. How to come correct because they, you're not a bad person because they, you, they be you always take the higher path they, first. But they mean well. Sometimes they mean well. And it's like they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I'm like, but nice. you don't have to manipulate people. You actually yeah. turning them away from whatever you're trying to show them if you keep trying to manipulate them into believing that shit. You got to nice. talk to me straight. Be honest. And like, I feel like no adult would just be straightforward with me. Everybody was like trying to trick me into doing the right thing and it made it feel like yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. the right thing if you keep trying to finesse me insecure adults especially adults in power yeah they don't they don't want to admit that the young youth is smarter and more powerful than them they'll never right. they just stick to tradition they just yeah. don't hell to tradition. tradition yep that's yeah. a flat that shit don't you, work you want it so, so you know, we just kind of broke down what like titrating means okay yeah and just good I, and bad titrators <laughs> Yeah, but like honestly, I would say the majority of anybody that goes through psychiatry for the very first time, right. I would say the majority of people, I'm just going to put a number on it. I can't stamp it, but I'm going to say two out of three lie like shit to the psychiatrist and don't know they're fucking themselves up. Now let's talk about that's, a, that's gonna let everybody in the world. Like everybody be lying to everybody <laughs> and thinking that shit gonna help something. It's not like <laughs> you making it worse. Like you're going to have to deal with it at some point and you're going to have to deal with the lies too. All the misleading that you build, then you have to get try to regain trust with a lot of shit yep. and a lot of people. Like when you lie to yourself, bro, I say something trusting self trust with yourself again. Like so, like, so one of my favorite. A, yep, yep. Ron, Rondo, I'm gonna just try to uh, reply to that. You know, one of my favorite uh, uh, mantras and, and uh, one of the lines from uh, Bob Marley, uh, a redemption song. You know this yeah. line, uh, Rondo: uh, "Emancipate 
yourself from mental slavery. From mental slavery. I'm gonna say one more time. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We if Not we have real. mental health issues, we we hold the key to our own our own prison. We all have to acknowledge that. I tell people that so, all the it's time. It's empowering. Bro. It's empowering. That's the thing too about responsibility. Responsibility for some people is traumatic if they've never had to deal with it. They've never been confronted with it in a way that they had the tools to know what to do next. Rondo, one of the scariest things is that's why that's why you know a lot of people unresolved trauma. Lie, right? Unresolved people tra- don't know what unresolved to do. Unresolved trauma is scary, right? But but here here, there's a lot of folks that don't have family, don't have resources, and, and it's like they wanna they wanna face their trauma, but it's scary. Like like who who's gonna who's gonna catch you when you fall? Because the first time right. you face your trauma, you're gonna fall. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's the first leap a lot of people have gotta get through. If you're homeless and you you, you, oh. you never really dealt dealt with your your your, your trauma or your, your mental health issues. Um, and just to segue, what 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 would we get? I would to? like to say I would like to segue to the next layer of we're talking about psychiatry and, and how psychiatrists have the most difficult job and how a lot of people hold the key to their own mental prisons and fuck up in the very get-go of psychiatry when they have a misconception or misperception, uh, maybe yeah. a better way, of starting a medication regimen. Here's the biggest, biggest mistake, and people have have a perception. Psychiatrists explain this shit. People just don't pay attention. Maybe because they experience a trauma. They might not be like they have tunnel vision, but a lot of medications take at least two weeks, maybe even up to a month before you even feel a damn thing. So a lot of people will just take the medication after a week and then they'll expect like to feel something and then they'll still be feeling anxiety, depression, blah, blah, blah. And then like, they just stop tell you that, NASCAR. They'll just stop taking it. Yeah. And they'll be like, they'll be like you know what? That, like, motherfucker, that motherfucker doctor was lying. But the, yeah. the doctor's not lying. The, the doctor's telling the truth. You got to be patient. Right. Keep taking the medication as prescribed until you feel a change. You will feel a change so people, eventually. See, people, you don't don't, feel, people don't stick to anything, though. Yeah. There's too much, there's too much, much impatience and impulsiveness. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so people are, when you start the mental health journey, they're starting the race. It's almost like there might be a finish line. Whether they can see it or not, they just don't believe they can get to it and cross it. So they stop running. But what happens is, it's not like you go backwards. No child left behind when they started just passing kids on without them actually knowing the work. You were were digging yourself deeper in your own mental prison because you're giving yourself a notion that, hey, everybody told me I should try psychiatry. I finally tried it. It didn't do nothing. Now I guess got to go back to doing nothing. And that's not the right mentality. Oh, for real. All right. So, all right. Next layer. But next layer. Where are uh, we going to? Um, you know, we, we were on a good thread about, you know, mental health. Um, we were talking the other night about... NASCAR, you release. said mental health is some, ain't real. Well, no. Uh, we can... We can pick up the it's real, it's night. real, it's real, but it's not real. But it's real because the people going through it making it real. Like, <laughs> yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Can, can you break that down? Oh, can you bring like, that down a little bit? I said, like me, I don't go through anything that I like. I don't, I'm not at war with myself because you, like you said, you you can hold the key to your own. You know what I'm saying mental prison, right? And I'm just like, yo, 
everybody's just allowing themselves to just be their body to be at war with their mind when they don't even have to yeah. be involved in it and enlisted in it in the first place because all they got to do is just do what they feel like doing and, but, what, but sometimes what people feel like doing is what they they people mix up what they feel like doing with what they think is right to do and like yes. no and people aren't prepared to think for themselves with adversity facts a lot of people can say when they're alone and there's nothing, no adversity, they can make their mind up about what they want to do mm-hmm. until somebody says that, till they get persecuted for thinking that people, way. People don't trust themselves. They, yeah. they just don't trust themselves to do the, do the right thing and make the right decisions without having to think about it. So, you, so that's why you say it's not real? You mean? Yeah, because it's like you could just do what you feel like. You know what's right. Just do it. You don't have to think about doing this. Just do this shit. It ain't not. You're not going to die. It ain't nothing going to happen so, to you. Like I feel like you guys are talking to, about some 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 something metaphysical here. I think we're talking about uh, uh, our conscience, right? Yeah. Not conscious, conscience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-C. Yeah. Call it science. Conscience. Conscience. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's a boy. So, so, so here's a question: Are we born? Are we born with a conscience? No. Right. You adopt that. Yeah. You were taught yeah, yeah. We're, to we're, have a conscience. We're taught. Yeah. That I, I believe you guys are correct. We're, we're taught that, and we can also be taught instead of a conscience, we can be taught to hate, or separate, or divide. Thanks. Right. Because. You know, here's the thing I've always believed. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my statements are really spiritual in nature because I'm not really religious, but I am very spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. But I really believe the most sacred thing in this world, absolutely, I think a lot of people agree, is the innocence of a child. Now, but... if, we're, if we're born in a world, if we are living in a world of sin, we're all sinners. A child has to learn sin. You know what I'm saying? When a, when a yeah. baby's born, a baby isn't born with sin. They, 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 I watch, I'm watching kids that. learn how to lie before my face. Uh, would you would say Rondo? trying to teach them that they don't have to lie is like such a concept that they don't they can't grasp that as fast as they grasp on misleading people. It's so easy to learn and pick up on just learning how to mislead somebody than going through what you got to go through telling the truth the whole time. Like trying to teach a kid that it's like you watch them become lazy and not really yeah. want to. You know, they it's so yeah, easy yeah. to lie. They watch every like, it's, it's like one of the first things kids pick up on, like you're saying, sin wise. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like to just talk about like call you Dr. Hate. Anderson fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you what to call be, you. So I'm gonna call you doc. Can't, for short. Like, I, can't be a doctor with a high school diploma. Hey, to be honest with you, I finessed the shit out of my high school because I skipped the shit out of my, uh, uh, a couple years. You know, I was pretty good. For, <laughs> I was pretty good at forging a mislips. Uh, Damn. Uh, must, yeah, so so I had a pretty good system. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about all my scandalous high school days, but, <laughs> you know, at uh, Blair High School, I went to uh, the old Blair, not the new Blair. Blair Blazers. You know, Carl Park. All day. So uh, at Blair, the old Blair, these uh, knucklehead administrators, they had a stupid system that, you know, it was pretty easy to defeat if you wanted to skip class. You had, you had these mislips, right? They uh, were about like six, four foot, four inch by eight inch, like it had three layers with like uh, three copies and it had seven slots for your seven periods. All you got to do is get your first period teacher to sign the first signature 
And then each class, you just give to the, the, the teacher that you missed the, the, the day before. And they're not gonna, they're not gonna just blink. They're just gonna say quick look and they're just gonna sign. Let's get, let's get back to the metaphysics that we were talking. Uh, okay, about. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you yeah. Said, yeah my junior that. year, by the way, my junior year, I, I passed it. My junior year with uh, thirty or forty excused absences in all my classes. <laughs> God damn! What the fuck? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You can get away with that shit. You know, I cheated myself in education. Uh, uh, I was so smart that uh, uh, I didn't go in my classes, but the day before a test, I would just study for it. Oh, I was that kid too, though. I never did homework. Yeah, bro, we talking about that this. shit, but I always had good. My, my, my teachers and my administrators fucking hated me because they couldn't yeah. spell me for, 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 skip. they couldn't spell me for, because I had excuse absences. So, like, how the fuck does a motherfucker have 30, 40 excuse absences? How, how the fuck is they all excused? But I also <laughs> used to know how to be there. I knew what day not to skip the test day. I'm but my teachers, my teachers, no one wasn't there. They all thought I was cheating because I just showed up on a day of the test and just, you know, get an A or B. A and like, how the fuck? Nah, yeah. nah, nah. Hold on, man. This motherfucker's doing something. Like, nice. your fucking tests are easy. Just study for the day before. Like, they, they make they make it seem like you gotta, you know what my system was? My friends were going to classes. I'm like, hey, what does the teacher say is going to be covered in the test? <laughs> like they, they said they said chapter 6 9 12 13 don't even waste your time with 15 through 20 i'm like bet thank you very much so i just read 16 19 18 20 don't even waste my time. you know what i'm saying so it's like i know exactly what to study it's fresh in my mind i take that motherfucking test the day before and bam i usually get a 90 90 or above hey you can be a witness pretty- to the fact that i used to pass this test while i was smoking weed you remember that that's I just knew how to do that shit, bro. I, I was drinking all tea and water, like. <laughs> hey, hey, Rondo, I knew what time was. I wasn't gonna snitch on you. I saw you. I saw you doing a cleansing. I know you had to know back then, bro. That shit is just crazy because he used to come and check, and I just be like, "Yo, I'm smacking." And there's no way for him not to know. Like I am too high right now. He ain't saying nothing. I'm like, "Yo, I'll be honest with you, like as a counselor." You know, I'm not gonna condone you smoking in your apartment, but a lot. A lot I of never folks, did that. Though. A lot of folks self-medicate. A lot of folks self-medicate marijuana. You know, I, I, you, you're not schizophrenic, but I know a lot of schizophrenics I work with that self-medicate <laughs> marijuana, and, and, it's a, and marijuana is a very healthy, effective medication. For all right, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. But let's get back to what we were just talking about. You, we got to the med. You said you're the not med- a spiritual okay. person. We okay, were talking okay. about how mental health is like really all in your head. You can, he said, he explained how what he meant by it's not real unless you make it yeah, real. Okay. Yeah, okay. The power you, you actually you guys, have you, over your mind. You and guys you were talking are, about con science. Yes, yes. And how, 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 um, you're you born. Oh, man. Yeah, you're born. It's Here. like, um, you can, uh, you was taught to, um, separate the two, the conscious and I guess your subconscious well, or your intuition, yeah. your instincts. So, so if you're talking about your subconscious, now we're talking about our consciousness, you know, that's our, uh-huh. our, 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 our yeah. we're talking about the astral plane, right? Yeah. Kind of like the astral plane. So, you know, con science is our ability, kind of pretty much in a nutshell, it's our ability to know what is right or wrong. Yeah. Right. Now, Whatever um, that means, because I don't believe in that no more, too. <laughs> I like to share a story. I can't, you know, it sounds like a dark story, but I, mean, I, I believe in that shit because right or wrong is. I believe in it, the basics. What I'm talking about as far as like 
let's talk about human development. Context, this child, you know, how our brain develops. What, 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 are, what do we need as babies at certain ages? Okay. When we're born, we need to be held when we uh -huh. die. Okay. We need yeah. to be comforted. Now, babies, I don't know if anybody understands or realizes this. Now, we say that they can learn and absorb everything. Their brain's a sponge. They absorb everything, right? But I don't know if anybody mm -hmm. really pays attention that babies absorb energy. So uh, if, if, if you have a, if you are good parents, but you got like some friends always arguing like knuckleheads in the background with some bad energy, your baby's going to feel that and take that yeah. in. And that, that's going to affect their personality, their demeanor. Yeah. They're yeah. going to start crying and you're going to think like maybe, oh, the baby's just uh, fussing because he's uh, tired or maybe he's, no, no, no. He's fussing because that motherfucker's energy over there ain't your, ain't mom and dad's energy. He's yeah. scared. He's scared. He's feeling like attacked. And he wants uh -huh. mom and dad to pick him up. Mom and dad ain't picking him up. That makes him become unsettled and non-trusting of adults. Yeah. I heard that babies can also tell who is picking them up and holding them, even with, you know, just based Absolutely. on how that person is holding babies them. Babies feel, absorb energy. It's very important yeah. when you're holding a baby, whenever you're, you know what I'm saying? It's very important. You got to make sure your energy is right. It's not about your words, it's your energy. It, you, you get caught like up in words when we get older, though. Yeah, you know, it's we easy. Start it's easy. falling for it's, that and not listening to the energy no more. It, all right, so I'm going to just role model this, okay? We can be silent, right, and not say anything. If, if, if I'm silent in a room, not saying anything, and somebody's in another the room, they can't tell if I'm in a bad mood because I'm not, if I'm not moving, there's no, there's no auditory signals for them to get any reason to hear trigger alarm to get an assessment that something's wrong, right? Mm. Now, dogs can feel energy, babies can feel energy. Uh, emotional support dogs. I had a pit bull that was my emotional support dog. Man, I swear to God, that the Stavishire pit. He wasn't trained. He was a he, I rescued. He was like a rescue. So he he's been like the trauma. I guess he, you know, is sensitive to other people who are experiencing trauma. <laughs> but this pit bull wasn't like a really uh, playful people person. When I came home from work, this is like in the mid 2000s when I was working in the group home. Some days were really bad days where I, I was taking on somebody else's energy, like somebody yeah. I cared about got hospitalized and it, it really upset me. Um, so on days like that, I get home maybe like one, two, three a.m. because I might have been the one that took him to the hospital. So I'm getting home yeah. at 3 a.m. instead of 11 30. You know, the pit bull always greets me warmly when I come in the door, but at 3 a.m. he's tired. He soon as he greets me, goes right back in the living room, balls up in the corner. I go up to my room. I'm not talking to anybody, I'm silent, but my energy is bad. The dog didn't sense the dog made me feel good when I came in, so he didn't sense my bad energy. He greeted me, went back to sleep. I'm in my room watching TV. I'm watching something, I'm trying to watch something funny to try to get me out of this funk. Right. I'm not talking to anybody. My energy is getting lower and lower and badder and badder. And I'm feeling like, man, I'm getting to a point where like this bad energy is building a crescendo. So I'm not gonna do anything erratic, but it's just getting to like a nervousness of energy. It's getting to a point where like, man, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, uh, let go of what happened to my client. So I swear to God, only on my worst nights, this dog would walk silently up the steps, come up, and put his head on my lap and just look up at me. Oh, 
And he's like, man, he was just talking to him, man, you'll be all right. And, and he would sit, he would sit his head on my lap and look at me until I felt better. It might take like a minute or two. It could, might, might take five. But the moment I felt better, he would just silently walk away, go right back downstairs and go right back to bed. And he only did that shit on the, on my worst nights. And I wasn't talking. Oh. So I told this long story to say that dogs feel energy. We say that they, when we're scared, they sense hormones, pheromones. Oh, that's bullshit. Yes. What's that got to do with the conscience? Oh, let me not go for the tangent. The conscience, okay? So, Great story, though. <laughs> not for real. Thank, thank you. You know, so we, so when you're when you're afraid of a dog. Now, Rondo, think about if you don't know me, and, I, and you're walking past me, I tense up and I my my clinch, my physical clench because I I'm afraid of you, right? You're okay. not you're not a violent person, but what's your initial reaction? Like, whoa, is this movie mad as shit? No, not 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 to say angry, NASCAR P. Your 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 first reaction if you're not necessarily an angry person is you might, you're just confused. You just thrown up. You're confused, but uh, your first you reaction is me <laughs> your, your first reaction might be is this motherfucker gonna try something? Do I need to get ready to square up? Do I get, do I need to get ready to act first? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're we're a little smarter than dogs. If a dog senses fear and energy, they're Facts. thinking, is this motherfucker gonna attack? Is this motherfucker gonna attack me? Yo, I need to bare my teeth and growl. So hold on, I need to bare my teeth and growl because they're the really most dangerous scared. animal is a scared one. So but that's why they guys, don't guys, trust guys, fear. The fear, the fear that fear feeds the attack. Somebody's yes. afraid of the dog. The dog's not necessarily afraid of you. You give it exactly. fear, and it's like then it starts growling because it's afraid of you. When something is yeah. afraid of something bigger, what does it do? It tries to make noise. It tries to make itself bigger. The dog's uh-huh. growling isn't going to attack, but that person. Now tenses up and reacts to that. Now the dog's gonna attack. Exactly. You, you gave it another. You gave it the second motion. Is grounds? He's not. He doesn't want to fight you. He's afraid of the you. Thoughts are like exactly. If you calm down and you just act friendly, like you exactly. Friendly, like yo, what's up, dog? I was just playing. He'll That's stop, that. He'll, he'll slowly stop growling, and he might like, like get low, and then he'll. Hold your hand out, let him sniff it, be calm. Make sure your energy's calm and don't be afraid. Once he sniffs and licks it, start petting his head and start being nice. And that motherfucker will start jumping on you, licking you like you're, you're his fam, instead of eating you. I'll be making fun of dogs. Like, when they be trying to bark at me and shit, and I walk by, I just be barking yeah. back at them. I bark back, like, all right, all right. Yeah, like, hey, hey, that's called, that, that's, that's natural. You know, those asshole dogs that just be assholes behind yeah, that that's chain. Yeah, like, I already know that. That's why I do that Hey, shit hey, 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 that, that's called, those asshole dogs, no, I fuck with them too. And they fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Because <laughs> you, know, you know they, you know they, they can't get you with fence. Yeah, they, they try to intimidate you, but you're like, man, fuck you. What are you going to do? You ain't getting over that fence. Uh-huh, exactly. So we're not sounding ignorant. There are some ignorant dogs out there. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, back to uh, let's get back to the thread of um, kind of like uh, like just talking general about just um stigmas of mental health stigmas of, of how people that, that natural barriers that, 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 that prohibit people from getting the help they need. We were on a really good thread about just kind well, of. Can I say one thing? Can I ask you oh, one go thing? For it. I'll go for it. NASCAR did ask me, what does it mean for me to be oh, on I'm sorry, the what, what, which autism spectrum? I'm sorry, which question did I miss? I told, I, no, I told him that you said I, I was on, you believe I'm on the spectrum of autism. And he asked me, what does that mean? And I knew how to explain it, but I didn't at the same time. And I kind of wanted to do it on the pod. But 
from your perspective, what does that mean for you to even, you know? And what is the spectrum? Can you hear me? Hello? He probably got his headphones. He's muted. He's muted? Yeah. Or like his mic not on. Yeah, ask to unmute. Well, energy. That's how I move. That's why I don't be. That's why I be shutting my brain. Well, that's why my brain is shut off because I move off my instinct and feeling and energy. That's more important than yeah. what two plus two is. Hey, like, hey guys, are you there? Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear my phone call? No. Uh. Uh-huh. Oh, so I don't know how Zoom works, but I got a phone call. Muted you, and I, and I answered it. So what does it do? It automatically mutes me on a uh, Zoom, or how's that work? Yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, okay, cut your mic off. Yeah, I don't know if I have to cut my mic off or it automatically does it. Was was what I was asking. No, yeah, yeah automatically yeah, do it. it for you. Um. All right. All right. Did you hear the question? No, I'm sorry. I missed the question because I got a call and I wasn't even trying to answer it. <laughs> no, you so did. The, I the question saying, was about the spectrum, right? Yeah. What is what what does that mean for someone to be on the spectrum? Like, what is the spectrum? Uh, you know, there's a lot of terms that sound scary, and you know what? Uh, to be transparent, uh, Rondo, I think I'm on the spectrum too. Um, now the spectrum. Hey, I don't think it's scary. You tell so, me some shit. I, I'm thinking of, how, of ways to run it up. That's all I'm thinking about. Uh-huh. So. Let me just share a story really quick. Right, come um, up off my off my what's supposed to hold me back, quote unquote. I never went. I never went back to a psychiatrist after my psychological assessment when I was six years old. But at six years old, I uh, mistakenly learned what my yeah. IQ and you got to tell us about when you actually projected stuff. Uh, if you want to hear about right. this, so we, we can get to that if we have time to report. But let me mm-hmm. talk about my IQ test. So an IQ test, no one. I have a very high IQ, and that's not something I'm proud of. That's not something I'm bragging about. Uh, I suffer for it. Yeah, we both do. That's usually we high, go. Yeah. If, if anybody has a very high IQ, you actually have one, you're not happy about it. You're not bragging. You suffer nice. for it. <laughs> um, I would say, like, that's, um, I would say 90, majority of schizophrenics I work with have a very high IQ. Very high IQ. Uh-huh. I'm, I've never met a stupid schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, autism. We, we we all know we all might know some autism. Autism folks, man, they're like superheroes. They can do some crazy shit. We see the movie Rain Man. I work yeah, with yeah. autistic. I work with autistic people. Man, they're very smart. They're, well, it's not necessarily smart. So basically, their brains are firing. They have they have a high IQ. They have a very high IQ. I don't know if anybody knows it. Um, Albert Einstein was autistic. I just oh, admire their the capacity for memory. I love. I just love their memory. They have a higher capacity for memory storage. They can yeah. access parts of the brain that we can't access, and so them accessing different <laughs> parts of the brain that we can't access makes them do things that we cannot do. Yeah, Albert Einstein was thought to have said that some people thought that he astral projected before he discovered general re- relativity. He was said to have gone on what he called, I don't know, like they call he called them like uh, day trips with, with his mind or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where, you know, 
he would just be staring off in space for hours. You know, people say he was just like daydreaming, but he said he claimed to be going somewhere. Okay. You there? Yeah, what the fuck is happening? Oh, yeah, again. I plug my phone up. Do, do what you gotta do, man. You ain't gotta be on camera like I said. No, I'm gonna wait till I get to 10. What you think about this part? Perfect. Just chill. That nigga good as shit. Like he, like tell you, bro. (laughs) Been podding, bro. That's why me and him, we was we was talking like this every day, bro. Like we used to talk for five hours sometimes. That's crazy. And it's like I was like, bro, we gotta do a podcast, bro. Like, uh, that nigga's podcast. I tell you, he don't even know it. He should. He know it now. Because of me, but that's why I'm so chill because I don't have to be wild like that nigga. Uh huh. Chill. I feel you. Me calm down. You know what I mean? It's a good battle. No, no that's a fact. Uh, so I like yeah, to listen, be, and like I just like listening to what he's he saying. He's gonna be more. Like, gonna be more yeah. yeah. We talking about you, bro. Uh, sorry, sorry, that's uh, that's my folks again. Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, so back to the spectrum autism. So basically. If you have a high a IQ above a certain threshold, you're probably going to be on the spectrum. <laughs> the spectrum right, is right, right. IQ above a certain threshold. You're going to be in between somewhere autism, um, schizophrenia, Asperger's is on the spectrum. Uh-huh. These are, I mean, these are uh, thought processing disorders is what, they, is what they're classified as under. Now, we call them disorders. Is that like why people stutter sometimes? Yeah, um, I'm, 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 can be I, from I, anxiety, I, but at the same time, it's sometimes I'm, it's like I'm your experiencing brain dyslexia right now. Yeah, maybe my PTSD and stress from uh, being suffering my career and other things I'm going through. But man, like lately, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm experiencing dyslexia. I'm stuttering a little bit. I'm getting back to my old self. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, y- your mind is is something that you if you take care of and nurture it, you can you can heal it. And uh, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the right steps to heal my trauma. And, and you have to have faith and bravery to find the right supports to heal around your trauma. And when, when you find the right supports, you will get, you will find the answers that you never thought you'd ever find to. Would you ever take medication, Bill? I have at times. I would like to talk about, before we're about to finish the thread on the spectrum, and then we're going to go right, into right, right, right. sleep study and Adderall. The biggest fucking yeah. scam in the fucking world, in the pharmaceutical world. Because oh, Adderall, shit. I don't know if anybody knows. I've never taken the, it. Oh, I took oh, Adderall shots, twice. Eight sh- shots fired in the farm, big farm. Yeah, fuck big farming, man. They know what's up. They know they're the did you guys know? Did you guys know Adderall is synthetic cocaine? It's That's the crazy. Exact, it's the exact same fucking thing. That shit kept me up all night, bro. I was so mad. We, we, all know, we all know, we all, we all know. In, in the eighties, we grew up in the crack cocaine epidemic. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and big pharmacists are the heroes. They, they give us, you know, you know, doctors and all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Here's a sleep study. If you go to a sleep study, they're gonna diagnose you. Whatever the diagnosis, they say, hey, 
you have ADHD, ADD, whatever, take Adderall. So Adderall is highly, 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 highly addictive. Highly addictive. Wow. It's almost yeah. impossible. It's almost impossible to withdraw from. It's almost like trying to withdraw from fucking heroin. That's what, mean. You, what you what you saying, there, sir? When you start <laughs> taking Adderall, okay, you're gonna feel very alert, attentive, feel great. What do you mean start zone. taking though? What do you mean start taking? You mean like if you do it one time, that that's not what you mean, right? I'm not gonna tell you how people misuse Adderall because you could misuse Adderall to give yeah. it a very straight cocaine effect. Because I don't, I don't have it's independent if you got an addictive personality. Like I don't have like an addictive personality, so like, I can't really get addicted. You're, you're a wise man. You hit the nail on the yeah. fucking head. Yeah. Don't, who, who do this sleep study and tell you to take Adderall? They don't give a fuck if you have an addictive personality. That's crazy. And and, and when you get on that shit, you're gonna be on that shit the rest of your fucking life. Because yeah, I took that shit twice, and like I ain't never hey, feel an urge to like want to take it again. I was like, that shit dumb hey, as shit. Like I'm not hey, doing hey, that, that shit no hey, more. Nasco, hey, Nasco, I got ADHD. I know I always had that shit. Anyway, if anybody's uh-huh. a problem, with it, they can kiss my fucking ass. I don't give a fuck yeah. if anybody's a problem uh-huh. with ADHD. That's that's uh-huh. real problem. Uh-huh. So everybody's like, oh, deal. You need to take Adderall. Can you try Adderall? Take Adderall. Hey, hey, you fucking oh. idiots in, in the fucking herd. I'm not in the herd. <laughs> okay, I'm my own exactly. shepherd. Y'all are stupid, and y'all believe doctors, psychiatrists believe that you have to take Adderall to be normal and be hooked for life. No, no, you know what I do for my ADHD? I drink a fucking cup of coffee. Uh-huh. Caffeine is a stimulant, just like Adderall, but it's not as addictive and yeah. doesn't have not nearly as bad side effects as Adderall. Right. The side effects of Adderall can be fucking terrible. No, thank you. Like shit. Yeah, I was up all night. That shit was like up all night. Yeah, yeah. So, so because because so what, uh, uh, because they, I'm, because, they, 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 because, they, because they, I'm a physicist, because I'm a biologist, because I know all these things. Fuck you. You ain't gonna trick me. I know Adderall is synthetic fucking cocaine. I'm not stupid. No, right. big but doc, so I'm trying to figure out why is it? Where did where did this shit come from? Was it created by big pharma for business? Yeah, it's, only? Just, it's the same. It's the same fucking thing. It's fucking oxycontin, and and, and, and nice. it's something that we didn't actually fucking need. We didn't actually need it. It's something they can make billions and trillions of. You know that the Adderall business is a big fucking business. But this is, look, do you know that they are? Do, do you know that? Rondo, do you know the what the black market? Do you know what the black market is for Adderall? The only country. Rondo, do you know? Do you know? Do you know how many people I know who are prescribed Adderall, been prescribed for years, and they have to keep up with the dose, and they can't get it in time? They fucking yeah, no. freak out. Rondo, Rondo, there's a black market for like, Adderall. Hold on, Rondo, I want to hear me, please. There's a yeah. black market for prescribed Adderall users that can't uh-huh. get enough Adderall. They've been on prescribed for years. They have to keep up in their dose to keep up wow. with the fucking, okay? I know people, doctors, journalists, people who work for the government, Department of Interior, very high powerful positions hooked on fucking Adderall because yeah. 10, 15 years ago, they were having some, some problems sleeping. They were told to take a sleep study. They were told to take Adderall. And 15 years later, they're just taking more Adderall. Hold on. And these are people I know that ask me, hey, Dale, they, they have a psychiatrist. They ran out of Adderall because they're using it too fast. And they are asking me like a fucking crackhead. Hey, Dale, do you know anybody who has Adderall? I'll buy it from them. My, my, doc, my psychiatrist won't prescribe me more until this date. They're fiending like shit, withdrawing, and motherfuckers Rondo will pay for a 
30 milligram XR Adderall one pill, 20, 30 bucks. It's That's a crazy. black market, just like there's a black market with Oxycontin. Why motherfuckers are breaking into pharmacies to get Oxycontin, they're also breaking in to get fucking Adderall. I don't know why Adderall isn't mentioned in the whole fucking thing with the big farm, the whole thing with uh, Oxycontin, hey, Adderall. Y'all motherfuckers are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid. For 20 years I've worked in a, nothing, I've seen this shit. I've seen powerful people deteriorate from being prescribed synthetic cocaine and they didn't know it was cocaine. Adderall is crazy. It's cocaine. Journalists, regular people take it. If the psychiatrist said, hey, by the way, we're going to prescribe you because uh, you're having sleep problems. Pres- if they said, hey, we're going to prescribe you synthetic cocaine, would any rational person who's never done cocaine be like, oh, okay. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I hear you. This, but the point I was going to get to is that we are, we are a country that actually allows pharma and ad companies to work together to market these drugs to people that, like you said, we might not, we don't need it, but it's so pushed onto it, us it, in such a there's way. There's so much money, there's so much money behind yeah. it. Do you know how much pharmaceutical pushers make going from doctor's office to doctor's office saying, hey, sell these prescriptions. If you do, you'll get this from us. Boom, boom, boom. The motherfuckers like an Avon lady for pills. Avon, yeah, the, yeah, the Avon ladies will pill. These motherfuckers, they're badass bitches that this seduce the, uh, bad... Do you hear me? They're yeah. badass bitches. Okay, that seduce... Like, oh, oh, I know. I've seen them. I've know. seen them at work, Dale. I've, I've yeah, been the kid. Them. I've seen them at work, yeah. and that's why it's like... That's why mm-hmm. I, with women, you can't just be cute and... and you gonna bag me because I'm uh, I I see through that. I know that you exactly. know, the honey pot. You just mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then they seduce these. They 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 sell sex in a way. But on, on right, the right, job, right. everybody knows oh, if in, in the doctor's office, doctors. pharmacists, cl- uh, uh, receptionists, doctors, the people. Everybody. Yeah. This is a known trade. Everybody knows that this is pushed by these Avon ladies. If these doctors don't get seduced by these Avon ladies, they say, get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I'm not, because here's the thing. When doctors get motivated by money, they're now, they're no longer following the Hippocratic oath they take to not do harm to anybody because they're a doctor. They, the yeah, doctors are not motivated by money. Their power. They have a powerful position. The Avon ladies are almost like Satan. Yeah, yeah, hey, you know, if you buy these, if you actually get a account with this, your, your doctor's office is, you know, how much do you make it? Like uh, your app. doctor's practice. Well, Rondo, these Avon ladies talk about money. Your doctor's practice, oh, you make 200000 a year? Well, you know, if you start prescribing us this, uh, you know, you could make $2 million a year. Some doctors, they fall for that seduction. I like, can make $2 million a year? Hmm. You know, I do need to put my kids through college. That would be nice. And you're saying this is safe? Oh, and 90% of doctor's offices also do this. So I'm not a bad doctor if I do this. The fuck you ain't. Uh-huh. If, you know, if you know the truth, you're a bad motherfucking doctor. Oh, for real. Because the bad doctors... You're trapping people like that. Oh, Ron, Rondo, the bad doctors who <laughs> did this for years with Oxycontin thought they could get away with this shit. And doctors left and right are going to jail and losing their licenses. Hey, uh, uh, pushers, doctors, stop this shit with Adderall. Why do you think I never took some PRNs they tried to when do? You, when, when, this shit, when this shit catches up with you, uh, you're going to lose your practice if you're making a profit off of people suffering and deteriorating when you're supposed to make sure they're well. 
Exactly. Years, right? 20 fucking years. Uh, working as a counselor, Rondo, I don't make jack shit. There was a lot of clients that my program making more than me <laughs> at their jobs, and I was happy for them. Yeah. There was, you know, you know, in 2002, there was a program director from Baltimore. I was in an event with Gap Plants. She really liked my swag. Didn't have any, still only a year experience, no degree. At the end of the event, she handed me a card. She's like, hey, Dale, I really like you. Uh, I like your energy. We need somebody like you in my group home. I'm like, man, Baltimore's kind of far. And thank you, though, for the consideration. But uh, I'm loyal. And uh, I'm happy where I'm at. She, right. like, she, she wrote this down on a piece of paper. In 2000, I was making $10.72 an hour. Or, you know, $2,000. I was making 2002. This is the story happened. It was a year into my, my agency. Uh, she wrote down $20 an hour. I'm like, what? She's like, no bullshit. It was a card for her HR. She's like, if you if you want my offer, I know it's a little bit of a drive for you, but you can start whenever you like. I'll start you at 20, and you'll be getting uh, guaranteed raises. I'm like, why are you serious? Did you say I could make more than you now if I went and joined the system right now? Do you know in 2002 that offer for $20 an hour? was more than I was making when I left in 2021. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying, yeah, bro. They don't I, be getting paid shit. They, they pay y'all like they pay teachers, right. for real. But, Rondo, I turned yeah. that over down. I turned that over down because at the time, I was working with three or four counselors that were bosses. I didn't want money. Right. I wanted to learn from the right people. That was the right move. Right. Three or four years later, the agency accidentally gave me a paycheck for $10,000. A lot of my friends are like, no, this is like only two years in AZ. Uh, it, was, it was a crazy story. I, I ain't going to go into details, but a lot of my friends like, yo, they accidentally direct deposit you $10,000. Yo, fucking quit that job and get another job. Take that money and run. They might find out like years later, but you're going to be gone. Like, hmm, uh-uh. I just got 10 bands up the blue. I should probably, I should probably, do, I should probably do that. Man, I can go to fucking Hawaii. I can get a new car. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I got two, I got two three years experience under my belt now. Now I, can, I got a great resume. Now I can apply a job anywhere in social work. Mm-hmm. No matter I got a degree. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, can, I can quit with a $10,000 bonus and, and be on top. And I was like, mm, nah. My team that I started with two, three years ago was still there. Too loyal? Nope. And the experience I wanted to learn from them was much more valuable than money. So at $10,000, I went back to, to the payroll. I was like, hey, man, y'all made a mistake. Y'all got to take that shit back. Was, they were like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. How we do that? I'm like, I don't know. Y'all got to fix it. I've always been that type of dude, though. Even when I've seen, like, old people drop their money, I give it right back to them. No, no. Like, like, I'm not noble. I don't I'm give it to them in hopes that they give me right, my, no, the money. I'm not a noble dude. When I was a kid, I used to steal like shit. <laughs> it's Tacoma Park. My reputation, I, I, I was in the sports cards. I was just reading my, my Tacoma Park middle school book. And it's funny shit. This one cat, I'm like to say his last name. His name is Brian. One of the funniest motherfuckers in Tacoma Park. You know, there's certain cats, Ronald, we talk, Ronald, you're one of these cats. There's certain cats that, like, you just don't try to fry because you're just see your feelings hurt. <laughs> you just don't try to, um, in, in the 90s, in 12 Park, we, we, we used the term joning. So, Brian, yeah. is not something we, we, we did too. We DMV, we know. Yeah, we, we said joning at all times. Right. But, but you know what I'm saying? There was some cats in my school that were untouchable. If you if anybody yeah. was, thought they were slick, we they were <laughs> Oh, they, they yeah, would be NASCAR walking P home crying. Talking about right there. Yeah, that's NASCAR P. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he, he, couldn't nobody call <laughs> him, huh? Right. But, no, they tried. They tried, they tried but they learned. They, they learned. They, they went home crying, huh? Everybody making fun of them. 
That's like easy. Like, they just know not to try that shit no more. Yeah. Hey, Rondo, you're a comedian. I wouldn't try you. Comedians are the most powerful motherfuckers in the world. If you try a comedian, you, you're going to walk home crying. Everybody's going to be Yeah, but I'm not. I got rusty with the Jonah too, though, because I lost. Uh, it took me a little more time. I need more time with you to kind of get you these days. But back then, I used to be able to. I could be around you for two seconds, and I'm already. I already got like seven jokes. Hey, hey Ronald, I, I, I still remember some one-liners, man. I still remember some one-liners you said, man. It still cracked me the fuck up. Like, oh shit, man, Rogers, get up on the smoke. They didn't know that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I like frying adults like that. I ain't want to fry no kids. I ain't want to join no kids. I want yeah, to. Ronald, that's what you never kids. Ronald, you never want to hurt nobody's feelings. It was always adults that were smug that like misjudge you. You were quiet. You gave them an opportunity to, to catch themselves, right? And then when they kept trying right. you, exactly. You know what I mean? You would just you would just cut them real quick, and then, then they would be like, it would be a social worker, it would be somebody, and then the face you would drop, and I'll just be, I'm trying my hardest not to laugh. I'm in the room. And I, I'm look, like, my oh, whole thing, is, I know you at work. Like, you ain't, you're not <laughs> supposed to get. In I'm your trying not to laugh, but in my mind, I'm like, damn, Ronald just like, cut you her balls. Your shoes, like, you gotta just take that shit. <laughs> I, yo, Ronald, there's times you like you you you, you, you talk that adult, rightfully so. And I had to leave the other room because you, you were going to make me laugh. And I was going to have my team back. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck you doing, man? He ain't tell me that. Nah, Ronald, there was times, there was times, man. You, you cracked me the fuck up. I had to go in another room because I couldn't be unprofessional. That's how I had to do it, though. I had to, like, that's I had to get power and control of the room, bro. And, like, yeah. people yeah. like to talk to you like you're stupid, bro. And I used to tell Ronald, them, that, kids, like, y'all, y'all got to stop letting these people talk the whole time in these meetings and they making decisions about y'all life. Like y'all gotta speak up for yourself when y'all get in these meetings. And so, for me, if I if I if I establish power in that meeting from the beginning, or from a joke, or from a, a, a whatever, it's 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 powerful hey, because then they hey, read hey, everything Rondo. to me. They're not gonna try to finesse me. They're not gonna try to run. They can't run shit by me without me. Absolutely, they know that. Man, you I'm, just hit. You're hitting starting. on a good vein right now yeah. for me. I'm sorry, to cut yeah. you off, but you're hitting. I want to connect it back to the topic we were starting though. Yeah, so connect back for what you're saying just right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's have a message right now, Ryan, stamp it. Hey, adults, why don't you stop assuming the kids you're talking to are stupider than you? Because a lot of times they're smarter, and you're really fucking stupid. Not you, Rondo. So you and me <laughs> both have this problem where adults are talking to us and try to explain something to us, and we're just like looking at them, like shaking our head, and we're like, you are a fucking idiot. And we, we, we can't even disrespect them because we already know like what's going to happen. We ain't going to get no power from it. Right. They're just gonna keep trying to take our power, right? So, uh, I like the world at, for now. I, I like to segue back to when I was six years Hold old. Hold on, as long as I, you can. My, my first psychological assessment when I was six years old, I was a uh, uh, when I first started going to school, I was very socially functional and nobody could be around me for long two minutes. I, I told you this story. I was a dark child. Um, I was an extrovert. I was very outgoing, but I didn't know how to socialize. That was very abrasive. Uh, 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 and also, I have a fucked up amygdala. So I wasn't really, I didn't show fear in a lot of situations, which kind of scared children and adults. I had a tendency, because I have a high IQ, um, I had a tendency to talk to adults like adults. I, I had to take speech therapy classes because I have two deaf parents. So that's why I had a psychological test because I couldn't speak very well. There was a lot of words I couldn't say. TH words, S words. I couldn't really talk very well, but nobody know nobody knew I could read very well. When I first even started now, reading, though, even now you told me when I play you songs, sometimes you, it's too hard to pay attention to lyrics and the beat at the same time. You kind of can only hear. I, one. I, took, I took the reading like a fish out of water in kindergarten. It was Doctor yeah. Seuss, the first book I read. 
the teacher taught me how to spell the first words, and then mm-hmm. she didn't teach me shit else. Every story time for kindergarten, she allowed me to read the book, every children's book, so she could like do her thing and take a break. It was really her. It was really her job to do the story time, but I enjoy reading so much. For kindergarten, I was the one reading the stories of the kids because I could I could I could read the words and enunciate it so well. Right. Yeah. Uh, 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 if I was so when I it took it took a long time for me to speak, but when I learned to speak, I just started speaking. Yeah. And and, and I was a dark child, so I wasn't afraid. Uh, I know I don't know why. What, what the bus driver did to, to cause my anger is uh, when I was six years old, I think this was led to my, what led to my psychological assessment and my uh, IQ test and to see what's going on with me. Uh, I was kicked off uh, in first grade, I think it was, yeah, first grade. I was kicked off the bus. The, the bus driver had a meeting with the principal of my parents to explain why I couldn't ride the bus anymore. Right. Uh, I overheard the conversation and the bus driver was afraid of me. <laughs> That's crazy. Years. I'm six years old, so I guess I was disassociative. I had an anger issue. I don't know why. I don't know what the bus driver did to piss me off, but my anger stemmed from isolation. But the bus driver was a nice guy. I don't know what he said to piss me off, but one morning when I'm boarding the bus, he said something to me. I spit on his shoes, looked dead in his eyes, and said, man, fuck you. Crazy. Just like that. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I know I said just like that was because I overheard him trying to explain why he was afraid of me. He was like, yo, y'all not understanding. This child looked me in the fucking eyes, spit on my shoes, and said, man, fuck you. What child does that to a grown man? No, he's, he's not riding the bus. No. No, 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 this is the calm part. This is how the bus driver was talking in the meeting. And I'm like two years old. They, they don't think I can hear what they're talking about. I'm like, I'm Ron, it's funny, but like, I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember doing that. Like, damn. Right. That's crazy. So, I had a psychological assessment. They took me to some psychological center and I knew that there was a test of me and I didn't want to be tested. So I was, I was being defiant. I'm playing in the room. The, the, the therapist is trying to talk to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm engaging with them, but I'm just uh, not giving them what they want. I'm just pretending to be a normalized child, playing with the toys, you know, not really angry, upset. Yep, I did the uh, same just, shit at first until my just, just my played them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know y'all motherfuckers are trying to test me. I ain't stupid. So, right. The, the, I don't uh, meet with a team of therapists, people play therapists are trying to get me to open up. I'm like, yeah. so hey, Dale, how's things going in school? I'm like, yeah, things are going great. Oh, yeah, so you have any problems with getting along kids? And I lie like shit. I'm like, no, no problems. But everything's going great. So, like, are you sure, Dale? You, you don't want to tell me any problems you're having? I'm like, mm, I'm doing great. Do you want me to tell me any problems you're having? Uh, how, how are you doing in life? That's how I was talking about it. So I, I was, I was like, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great in life. Uh, how about you? Are you doing good in your life? <laughs> so right. the therapists were getting very frustrated with me. Um, then that's, the that's me like so then they did an IQ test. I didn't know it was an IQ test, but the motherfucker was slick. The assessor was slick. He, he finessed me. Now, because I had IQ. Those IQ and, tests uh, be fun for niggas like us, bro. I so, didn't realize. Well, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fun. Actually, they're, they're 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 challenging and they're they're paradoxical and they're stressful for people doing it. Interesting. But if you, but if you like, if you it would give you a list of numbers and say say I, all these numbers so backwards. My, my favorite my favorite backwards. subject was science. At six years old, I started getting reading and getting into quantum physics, quantum mechanics. My father oh. knew. I read all his popular science and popular mechanics when I started reading. My father knew I was into science because he caught me reading his popular sciences. <laughs> 
so I think my father tipped the hat to the assessor, like, hey, I think my father's one who told him how to finesse me. Right. My father knew, like, my father knew that um, almost like in a Marty McFly way, if you challenge me, I'm not going to back down. So I'm the assessor challenged yeah, me. Right. Yeah. He challenged me. And he's he always ready me. for that. So there's all these toys in front of me, these tests. And one, and I'm trying to play cool, Ronnie. I'm like, oh my God, that looks so fucking cool. I want to solve that puzzle. So I'm trying to play cool. Right. Like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, oh, Dale, so hey, you think you can solve these puzzles? And I'm just biting my tongue, like, mm, what the fuck? Because I know how to solve these puzzles. I'm like, uh, maybe. Maybe I, maybe I can solve them, but nah, I'm, I'm, but nah, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not really interested. You know, why don't you solve the puzzles? I'm like pushing it back to him. And he's like, well, well, yeah, that's okay, Dale. You know, I didn't think you were smart enough to do it anyway. And he got me mad. Like, what? Man, fuck you. So I, I picked the first one. Bah, 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 oh, this is this, this, this hard. Bam. Do this to the table. Next one. Bam. Put this peg here. Put this there. Oh, oh, is this, oh, oh I'm done. What about this? I did this fucking test like lightning fast. I some of these puzzles. Like, I, I don't know if I got everyone right. But I'm looking dead in his eyes. I'm doing like, man, fuck you. Uh, I can't do this. Oh, is this, oh, this is supposed to be old. Oh, I'm talking shit like, oh, this is supposed to be difficult. Oh, this is supposed to go here. Like, oh, I'm talking shit than while I'm doing it. <laughs> Crazy. Um, um, I didn't know it was an IQ test. I was, I think it was like six. I, I didn't know it was an IQ test. Yeah. Um, I just, I just thought it was some kind of like personality test. I thought it was like a personality test. And you knew adult, a bunch of adults was testing you again, so it was like a challenge. I thought, yeah, you know what? The dude just pissed me off. And, and my, yeah. dad knows, yeah, my dad knows if you challenge my intellect, I, I'm going to back it up. Like, I had a little arrogance uh, of that nature. If you have an IQ, so we challenge your intellect. It's a good way to get them to. <laughs> uh, if you challenge me that I can't build or invent something, uh, I'm going to build it better than the person before me. Don't, don't challenge me to do that. Uh, yeah, they, get a lot of, uh, they trap a lot of people. You got to sound arrogant. Um, so here's the thing. You're not supposed to know your IQ. It's not healthy for your development. Right. So that's why I, I was scared that. to get tested. Well, well, you, you know, it's okay if you got tested, but Rondo, if you had a cookie cutter psychiatrist who thought they were, or thought they were slick and thought you were a rumor to over and thought you couldn't hear them and understand what the fuck they're saying, that's yeah. what happened to me. Um, two rooms over in the playroom, these dumbasses had the door cracked and they, it was probably 100 feet away. They didn't think I could hear them and understand exactly what the fuck they're saying. And this is what I heard the psychiatrist exactly say. I'm not going to say the number because I don't want to be judged. Listen, my sister has a very high IQ too. You're, she had a psychologist says too. Listen, both your children, they're different. I can hear my parents like react. Oh no, they're freaking out. Like they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're different. They're, my parents are like freaking out. Like, oh no, no, like they're, they're freaking out thinking like we're fucking crazy. All right. <laughs> The assessor's like, no, 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 listen, it's not a bad thing. Your children are what's called gifted and talented. In the 80s, that's what they called children, that uh, IQ above a certain threshold. They're like, we don't know how high their IQ could be, but this is their IQ number now. So I heard what my IQ right. number was. Uh, mm -hmm. They're stating what that means. We don't know what it means now because it's young. Their brains are still developing. We don't know what their brains will develop into, but more than likely, they're going to be on a spectrum. I believe that's what he said. A spectrum so, of what, though? More than likely, I think my father was autistic. So more than likely, autism. Autism spectrum. 
Uh, uh, you my, heard my that, right? And what what did what did that what affected that? So, let, let, let's let's talk about like, are you born smart or can your IQ be developed? What do you think, NASCAR? I think everybody was born smart, quote unquote smart. Well, everybody born with common sense. So the, the things that you was doing was common sense to you. Yeah, and it's kind of going with your gut. You was trusting your intuition a lot more. And say you was trusting your instincts and your intuition. Everybody's born with that. And so I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys, uh, everybody, a quick story about my dad. I'm not gonna tell you his life story, but uh, my dad was born in 1942. He was uh, my dad was a rare case because he's deaf, but he wasn't born deaf. Oh yeah, you know about Gal Udet College, right, Nasha? Yeah, that's where his so parents he, graduated from. So. Jesus. <laughs> So let's talk about how the deaf evolution has evolved of, of the of society about how they treated the deaf culture. You want me to stop your let's video? Let's go back to the turn, turn of the century, 1900s, 1920s, and 30s. Majority of schools for children in the title of the school were called School for the Deaf and Dumb. Dumb was in the title of your school. You were automatically assumed if you're born deaf, you're automatically going to be delayed, retarded, dumb, and it was assumed you would never be able to learn above a third grade curriculum. So they stopped teaching you any like English writing skills above third grade. They assumed you were too dumb to comprehend anything past that just because you're deaf. My father was born. My father was born out of that culture. The status quo of the time, the board of education. If you go to Boyd's, Maryland, it's a old farm plus in Germantown. I had a female client that, that, volunteered a horse therapy farm out there anybody in boyd's in germantown you've seen this sign anybody who's driven by walt women high school uh any public high school in maryland but if you see a, a sign announcing the schools nearby a state school sign is always a brown painted brown sign wooden sign with white paint in mm-hmm. boyd's in boyd's i don't know if there's some uh, bigoted motherfuckers out there but the Boyd School for Deaf and Dumb is still hanging in Boyd's, Maryland. It's the okay. brown and white. Now, this is a symbol. Now, this is a very powerful symbol. Everybody, I want everybody to hear this. At the time, every school thought you're deaf and dumb. Even in Montgomery County, that sign is so old, Montgomery County thought if you were born, you were deaf and dumb. Boyd's School for the Deaf and Dumb. Now, please understand, I'm not angry about this. This is what the status quo, what society thought at the time. Now, my father, but you guys still there? Yeah, yeah we left here. Okay, no, my, my, my screen changed. Just want to make sure. So, so my dad, um, uh, he was born a, a crazy time right before he went to World War II. Um, he wasn't supposed to be born because uh, grandma was, uh, his mom was uh, from a very strict Mormon family uh, that you know, abortion was still kind of new at that time, but she became pregnant at 16 because uh, her first time out of the enclave, protective enclave, she went to the state fair with her friends. Somebody snuck in uh, some booze. She got drunk with her friends and she met some tall, dark, handsome stranger from another state. This is before the internet. They were hanging out all day. <laughs> she, she drank for the first time in her life and she hooked up. She became pregnant and she became tearful when she learned she was pregnant because she had a very strict family. She trusted no one. And she knew her parents were going to make her get an abortion. 
she knew she was not going to be able to keep my father. So what happened was the only man she trusted in her family was her uncle. Her uncle, Arthur. Hey, so, Arthur Anderson. Uh-huh. So Arthur was a skilled artisan carpenter, but a very poor one because this is coming out of the depression. Even the most skilled craftsmen could not find work. She broke down in tears and told him. Now, he told her, you know, don't be sad because it's really crazy, but nobody knew what the Pentagon was at the time because it was top secret. But this is what he told her. This is crazy. I just got a job offer. You know, I've been looking for a job for, for a long time. Uh, there's a building outside DC. It's called, they're calling it the Pentagon. And I just got hired. <clears throat> say water. So he got hired. He was an artisan carpenter to do all the intricate crown molding for the Pentagon. Wow. It was a, a good job for maybe two-year job. And yeah. he went he went from being poor and not, having that money. How much do you think Uncle Sam would pay us an artisan carpenter to build the Pentagon? He he went Definitely from being poor. To, yeah. Coming out of the depression. He went from being poor to rich for two years. He said, Dorothy, nah, you don't have to get an abortion. I'm gonna lie to your parents. I'm gonna tell them you got an internship in DC. And if you wanna uh, if you wanna move forward with this, I will support you. I'll pay for your apartment, medical bills, everything. And she went with him. So my father was born in DC uh, in secrecy. Um, and wow. he was born here. He was born a healthy child. Um, so at the time, you know, a lot of a lot of folks who are elderly, they're deaf now. Some, a lot of them became deaf maybe later in life, early in childhood when they're they're developing. They might have got a sinus infection, and antibiotics weren't advanced at that time. That's how my father, he had a bad ear infection or sinus infection. They got infected and it like maybe burned out his eardrums. Wow. Um. Jeez. So they didn't have antibiotics to treat it. Um. You know. So he became deaf, but he became what's known as hard of hearing. He could still hear somewhat with a hearing aid, but without a hearing aid, he, he's, he's deaf. But because right. he was born two years of hearing, he had more of an ability to talk like a normal person. My father was a bridge for hearing and deaf when he was at the Washington State School for the Deaf. But I'm gonna skip to the chase of the IQ. My father had a very That's high I was IQ. gonna say, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to rush your story. But, I just but, wanted- no, no, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get to the meat of the matter and try to get a little faster, but keep it, keep the same, uh, uh, calm pace. Uh, 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 but two years old, he became deaf, and my grandma was devastated because she assumed he's automatically going to be dumb, because everybody in the world knew that if you were deaf, you were dumb. Mm-hmm. So when my father became hard of hearing and deaf, she was inconsolable. Uh, so. <clears throat> Arthur, the carpenter, I still have his tools. He has like a really cool, weird, weird fucking tools. And some of them are intricate and ornate and really difficult to figure out. So one day, uh, he would just would notice that uh, my, <clears throat> my dad was, uh, I guess he was babysitting him, and he just noticed something. And he, he, when uh, my mom came home, his mom came home from work, he sat down and said, hey, listen, uh, Dorothy, I don't think David's dumb. And she was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, well, let me break it down for you. Uh, 
I work with a lot of carpenters that uh, are, are my, my assistants. You know, these knucklehead idiots, I've been trying to train for weeks how to use my tools. Uh, David already knows how to use it. But that's the thing. That would make more sense because... My, my, my dad at two or three understood how to use his tools. Arthur did not believe he was dumb. He knew he was smart, and Arthur developed his IQ. My father was a math prodigy. Geometry was his greatest gift. So he was the youngest, one of the youngest Gallaudet enrollees. He enrolled in Gallaudet at 16. When a lot of Gallaudet enrollees didn't enroll till well late in life because they were well delayed because they didn't have the same opportunities. My father was tutored by uh, not just, uh, there was three other brothers. Arthur was his real father, but Arthur had three other brothers they're also working to build the Pentagon. One was a master electrician, one was mm-hmm. a, a mason, and one was a, a no a HVAC electrician. One was a mason, and the other one was um, I've got like four phases. Plum plumbing. One was a plumber. One was a, a plumber. I don't know if I don't know if all three all of them were working with Pentagon. I know more Arthur was, um, but there were times when I like my father was around all all of these brothers. I don't know <laughs> if they influenced them, but. My father never went to school for becoming an electrician or a mechanic or an engineer. He's, he majored in Gallaudet. debt. I can't remember what he majored in. Something unrelated to what he did for his career, but um, you know, he had so many visions and passions what he wanted to be, but he ended up, as soon as he graduated, he got a job with uh, NOAA as an aerial cartographer. What explain map- NOVA? The NASA? So NOAA, yeah, NOAA's, yeah, NOAA's kind of affiliated with NASA. NOAA's... Um, you know, like how we know how where how we can predict the weather. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. Know the National Oceanography Oceanographic Oceanographic. Uh, well, hold on. National Oceanographic and Aeronautics Administration, or something like that. Let me look at that. So the the Doppler radar is controlled by, uh, uh you know, the Doppler radar is a, a satellite that can see weather patterns and systems, and can track tornadoes, hurricanes. So NOAA is really the organization that really runs everything, weather-related. Um, but not to go off on a tangent, um, NOAA, a big part of what they do is they make maps for, uh, they, they have different divisions, but the maps, my father was a map maker. A cartographer is a map maker. Um, he was an aerial cartographer. It was a very, he was a very niche map maker. He made maps of the air and space, not of land. So wow. he he made maps primarily for NASA and FAA and Coast Guard. Yeah, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Yeah, but but he the maps he made were there were aerial maps. So primarily they were for NASA and FAA. He had some weird, crazy fucking compasses. My dad had a, a NOAA. He was one of the only cartographers that had a huge architect. It was like a milky white glass table. It was like when I was a kid, it was the dopest thing you ever seen in your life. If he had a map, a blueprint of space, it was just a dark piece of like film or paper. It didn't look like nothing. And if he's like away from his desk, I play with his table. You hit the light switch, and bam, you see fucking a map of space, stars just pop up, and you're like wow. you're in space. It was just fucking amazing. But so he mapped space from Earth. I don't know how the fuck. I don't know how he did the job, but he has these compasses that are very intricate and ornate that. One time I was playing with his compasses. When we got home, he whooped my ass. 
my dad was a nice guy, but when I did something wrong, he would spank me. But my dad also knew how to fuck with my conscience because I did have a very strong conscience. I did, uh, I'm so, I'm I'm kind of a pacifist, I'm kind of a Buddhist. I don't like to harm life. My father knows that. So in order for me to understand, never touch his fucking tools, he maybe, like he traumatized me. Because right. you know he made so he's made he's making maps like in the seventies you know ra- radar technology is very wow. uh, was was kind of reliant on some of these maps. So I don't know if my dad was joking just to scare me, but some of his compasses that I used to love playing with, uh, he's like Dale, listen, if you, if this gets a little bit out of alignment, you know, just by a thousandth of a micron, you talk like a fucking right, astrophysicist. If you fuck this up by a thousandth of a micron. All right, Dale. He, he would he did sign with me. So he makes uh, two two like uh, P signs. One hands down like by your chest. One hands above his head. Now flip three hands horizontal, not vertical. Yeah, like that. But, but you but make him. Yeah, there you go. But as like, hey Dale, there you go. So hey Dale, you see this? There's one plane going twenty thousand feet. And there's one plane going thirty thousand feet. And now put your, your arms wider apart, like all the way apart. No, no, no. Like like stretch them out. Like like yeah, out there. So Dale, 30,000 feet. They're supposed to pass each other. If you fuck up one of my compasses, instead of passing, yeah, that, that's what he did. Yeah, Dale. And when they hit in midair, whose fault is it going to be? Is it going to be mine or yours? Wow. Because you fucked up my compass. I was, like, uh, uh, he was like, hey, I was like, uh, my fault? He's like, yeah, Dale, how many people fly on planes? I was like, uh, I don't know, uh, 100? Yeah, yeah Dale, 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 do the math. So do you, are you going to feel good if you kill 400 people? Because that's going to be on you. Hey. Damn, that's he didn't, it, but but Ronnie, he didn't say it in a mean way. He was, yeah, he was saying letting it nice me know real. He's letting me know the reality. These are very sensitive, calibrated instruments. You know, like um, let me not talk so loud. I don't want to wake my roommate. Um, so yeah, I just want you was, to kind of get back to. Oh, so IQ, so IQ, but 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 hold on. So my did. father was supposed to be born dumb, but he was. But the edge, the school system didn't offer him above a third grade curriculum. Right. It was his. It was his uncle. that was like, nah, I'm gonna advance your math because you are really smart at math. They're not gonna teach you math. Yeah, I'll teach you. So my father was a geometry fucking prodigy. Uh, He was really good at a lot of math, but my father could carpentry. When when I helped him with carpentry projects around the house, this dude would look when I was a kid. He's like, they'll take write these numbers down. I'm like, what are you doing? Before he even got the, the, the angles and the comes out to like actually measure before he cut something, he would just look at a corner in the house, he was like just concentrating. All right, Dale, write this down. So, so uh, mental health four. and IQ, what we doing? Uh, what's up? Oh, okay, so let me get back to IQ. So, so IQ test, does, does it, do you know what an IQ test actually is and what it measures? Explain. I think I know. So, I okay. Yeah. So, I think it measures yeah, uh, a portion uh, of that is your problem solving. And, and it's also about speed. You're right? able to, to solve the problem. It's about how fast you're able to solve it, how right, you right. solve it. I'm going to give you a trick question. Sometimes you even make a mistake before you learn the right way. Like, I'm going to give you a trick question. Are you ready for it? Don't, don't, don't solve the problem, but just think about the question. If I ask you, can you do this fast? Can you multiply 686 times 37 and can you get that answer fast if you can get that answer very fast and you're accurate does that mean you have a high iq yes or no 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 that's the right answer why why why, why, it could be but why do you say no that is the right answer 
Because why would how fast you can yeah. solve that problem matter? You solved the problem. That's pretty much the, that's pretty much the right answer. Uh, NASCAR P, to my understanding, that's really linear thinking. A high IQ is complex abstract thinking. Right. So an, an IQ test is not how that's fast you look by of thinking of thought. <laughs> so an IQ test is we're in a paper, we're in a room with different objects. Okay, there's a pen and a paper. The real IQ test is I want you to solve that problem, and I give you the pen to write. But all of a sudden, the pen doesn't work. Hey, what can you use this room to write and solve this problem? The right. person with the high IQ will look at different objects random and they'll figure something out very They'll make a way out. That will oh, figure man, that's... Out. People with low IQs will get stuck and be like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to draw? About people with this? high IQ. That's crazy. Well, you have a low IQ. You're, you're, you're looking, you're looking, Ronnie, people are stuck looking for another pen or pencil. There's a lot of other pens in the room. It's a trick trap. All the pens don't work, right? Ronnie's uh -huh. a smart guy. Ronnie has a high IQ. All the he's people gonna... are scrambling. He's looking at random objects and he looks at uh, 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 in the corner. It looks random. It looks like trash. It's a half of ketchup packet. So, uh -huh. it's ketchup packet. Hmm. Okay, y'all scramble on this pen. Well, okay, well, I'm going to take this ketchup packet. I'm just going to use my fingers. It, that people might look funny like I'm hand painting, but uh -huh. hey, Dale, teacher, here's the answer. I wrote it down but, in fucking ketchup. But you all know what I what I was thinking in my head. Like if it was me, like my, my nose be bleeding real easy. So like I like make my nose bleed. Or like I use my spit or some shit. Like some weird shit. <laughs> right. You know, like, no, no, no judgment. That's look, look, yeah. you're using you're using your resources available for what you have. And yeah. That's what I said. I feel if, like if it, if it works. Creative people have high, high IQs because we we are masters masters at figuring out stuff. Like we just, Facts. it takes us so, no time at all to process things. Th like, there's a term of science that I'm fascinated with. I use it all the time, Arado, you know, that I love. One of my favorite challenges, a lot of people are intimidated or afraid to try, but I love the attempt to try to resolve a paradox. Yeah. I love just so, fighting, just toying so, with so, it in my head. So, so, so the 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 trap that I gave everybody that that, that I'm the, I'm the assessor. That was a trap I gave everybody. Hey, there's a there's a pens on the table. There's a pen. Everybody needs to run, grab a pen, and write this problem as fast as you can. I'm not telling well, anybody. This podcast is really like the black elephant right now. I'm not I'm not telling anybody what the real what the real test is. I'm just telling everybody. Right. Look, there's objects in the room. Use any objects you want in this room. Okay. I was looking around the room, they see a hundred pens on the table, paper, they see trash, random objects. Again, I'm tricking everybody. The people with low IQ don't think outside the box. Yeah. The person with the high IQ is gonna realize right away that it's a trick. Everybody's at the same time, what the fuck, all the, every, the person with the high IQ is gonna realize everybody's trying to write and everybody at the same time can't write. People with low IQs are like, oh, well maybe this pen doesn't work and aren't paying attention to other people's pen ain't working. The person with the high IQ is like, oh, none of these pens work. These idiots are going to waste too with much. certain people in school, bro, who are waiting around. People with low IQs are stuck in a paradox. They don't see the paradox. They get stuck in it. Yeah. People with a high IQ can resolve the paradox and step outside of it. So people with high IQ will see right away, this is a loop, paradox. None of these pens work. You idiots will be here for two years trying to figure out why these pens don't work. I already know mm -hmm. these pens don't work. 
Ice can see in the corner room this ketchup packet. I can write. And catch but that's it. why I that's why I always get fired. I can't stay at jobs too long sometimes because I just I just don't I can't do that for long. I just I'm not capable of it, dog. So that's why people folks with high IQs right suffer because you're perceiving things that other folks ain't perceiving, and you you Facts. try to rationalize. You gotta live with that, that all day, every day. Facts. Facts. It's it's something you, you can't argue with somebody if you're perceiving something, it, it, it's rational to you. If it's, it's like not rational to somebody else, you, you can't you gotta let it go. It's definitely like living in the future and you like it's, it's, it's like past, being ahead of your time. The niggas is in the past and it's just like yo, you it ain't really nothing you could do. It's just like bro, they catch up when they right. catch up. I'm not trying to convince nobody. So autism spectrum. <laughs> I'm not autistic. I'm not autistic. Okay, my father might have been autistic because he could do some shit that I couldn't do. But autism spectrum—it's a spectrum. If my IQ was a little higher, maybe I would be autistic. Maybe I don't know. Um, I'm not hoping for that. Um, but back to um, autism. I, um, we all know somebody maybe who's uh, somebody with child autism. Somebody's aut- and they, they, some of these some of these cats are like superheroes of what their brains can do. There was one client I worked with. This was uh, amazing. Oh, can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I go left for one second? Can I kind of be... Can I share one quick story? One quick story. Uh, I swear it's only a 10-second story. You good. This one client is autistic. He's a really nice kid. Very IQ. If he read a book, I swear to God, any book, he knew exactly the word. If you said, all right, I'm going to give you... Stephen King is like a thousand pages. If mm-hmm. he read that book, he knows it verbatim. If you're like, hey, Frank, I'm just making a name, Frank. On page 862... On page eight sixty two, no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Hey, Frank, page eight sixty two, paragraph three. How does it start? And he will say the exact paragraph verbatim, and he'll keep reading the pages. You're like, you want me to stop? And he's not missing a fucking letter or word. Eight sixty two, paragraph three. Eight sixty two, paragraph three. And okay, Mr. Dale, are you ready? Oh, Mr. Arthur, are you ready? Here we go. Okay, so I got out of my vehicle. She was following me from afar. And he's saying these things verbatim. And I'm not missing, not only a word, a letter. Like, mm. so she got out of the car. It was a dark day at night. But she, he's saying, like, if you let him read for 30 more minutes, he will keep reading 20 more pages verbatim and will not miss a fucking word. He could do this with mm. any fucking book. Even the Bible. That's crazy. I was, like, gonna, I was just going to go crazy and ask you a question. It's like, well, we was just, what you was just saying about how we suffer with high IQs and how we thinking on a different level. Do you think that's why I was attracted to older women and a lot of older women was attracted to me? Well, I think older women attracting you is, is you, you had wisdom and maturity that older men don't have. Right. You know what I'm saying? The niggas they age don't even have that. And it's like right. I used to, not putting not so that's not why I pedestal. never thought they was wrong to no, fuck with me. I don't want you to I be like old, I, don't I knew what feel, I did. I was very I was real. Yeah. Like I don't I don't said, feel like I don't want you to game, feel bro. narcissistic. Uh, Rado, I hate I love you. Don't feel narcissistic. They call me a narcissist. I don't like I don't they people call me that. Ron, Rado, people they call don't me understand narcissistic. that I, I'm hey, the look, most look, pathetic, selfish person. I'm about to cast it over like you, but there have been many times women have thrown themselves you that I don't want that attention. I don't know why. It's not even so, just with women. I'm saying everybody wants to call me a narcissist when I when I have self confidence, bro. 
it's so here's so narcissism and i know how to get what i want right, so Rondo, like it makes it even worse when i'm good at there's, it there's different there's different types of narcissism there's the type of narcissism that's insecure and hateful okay exactly. intentionally now now hold on, hold on. Now, and they call you a narcissist now, now, now i was narcissistic as a child self-reflective I, I was very passionate about self-growth so i would self-reflect nice. quite often self-reflecting is a type of narcissism but but you have to that do that. It. That's the only appropriate, right? Right. So, so, so here's a type of narcissism that's healthy, right? Let's say you start a new job. You, you want to do your best. And you're trying to focus on doing your best the whole day. When you get off of work, you're not worried about if you did a bad job, but you want to reflect on your day. Like, hmm, right. you know what? I, I was doing this this time. I felt pretty good this time. Hey, maybe tomorrow I can get a head start in this area. Just refining that's not yourself. Unhealthy. Becoming better every day. Becoming better. Be improving. So self-reflection for growth is not a bad thing. That's a healthy, that's a healthy type of narcissism. Now here's an unhealthy type of narcissism, okay? Uh, vanity and insecurity. You got what a nice vanity? hairstyle? Well, so a type of narcissism that's destructive, somebody who's maybe already beautiful and is always half hour late for work and getting trouble about to get fired because they're still doing their hair when their hair is already fine. That's crazy. That's not for real. That's, we, we a, know folks like that. We, type thing that's, too, right? we, there are some folks that are on IG that can't put their phone down because they're getting too much love and light and they're about to walk off a cliff. That's not destructive narcissism. Yo, if, if you walk into a city late night, that's not the time to be live streaming. That's time to be watching your surroundings. You get what I'm saying? Remember uh-huh. when people was, was running into traffic uh, uh, that when they was looking at their phone? It was like a whole here's, epidemic. Here's the most exactly, Rondo. Now we're getting over it. Here's the most. Here's the most. Here's the most toxic, unhealthy type of narcissism. The 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 phenomenon of wanting to follow a trend and be fucking trendy. To be trying to hey, I, what I be saying all the time, bro. I hate trendy niggas, bro. Trendy motherfuckers annoy me, bro. I make hey, fun hey, of anybody. Then they bring that shit over there near you. Hey, hey, NASCAR P. Hey, NASCAR P. If you was my friend in the eighties at Cone Park. You and me be calling Arabelle's bangers. And uh-huh. you, know, you, know exactly, you know exactly why. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all a funny quick story. Uh 1989, I think it was 89. Uh there's a group called Crisscross that came out. Rondo, you remember Crisscross? Crisscross. Yeah. Everybody wanted to wear their clothes back. NASCAR P. Oh man, this man, this is a wise man, Rondo. This is a wise man. You know, in, in Highland View Elementary School. Was my elementary school? I think where I was at when that song came out. You said NASCAR's a wise man. He's a very wise man. Oh, I know. That's why he on the I show. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. We are God, nah, nah, bro. no, no, no bullshit. Because it's the Holy Trinity me, right here. This is the Holy hey, Trinity. Hey, we we would have been we would have been friends back in the eighties because we were the only ones. Right here. We would have been the only ones not doing this trend. Everybody uh-huh. try to make fun of Arthur. Okay, because when Didn't they try to bring that trend back too. Rondo, I don't know if they did things do come back stuff, but, but hear me out though. When this song came out, and I'm calling all y'all bamboos out in Tone Park, I really am. Because mm-hmm. at my school, they, they try to they try to clown me because the day after that song came out, every well, no half the school had the pants on backwards. The second day, every single fucking person in school, every person had the pants on backwards because they felt like they were getting made fun of and they didn't. Oh my uh, God, Arthur! Arthur, did you the first day I saw it. Did anybody? Oh, did any of y'all? Oh, ever right, 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 right. I want to be finished the story. This is story, fellas. It's almost finished. The first day I saw this shit, I'm making fun of everybody, calling them bammers. Y'all stupid shit. I can't believe y'all doing that shit. 
But right. and okay, the second day, everybody's oh, making fun of that. me because <laughs> hold on, hold on. The second day, let me finish. It's a funny story. This is a true story. The second day, when everybody's doing it, everybody's trying to make fun of me, and I'm laughing at all of them. Hey, I don't care if all y'all think I'm the only one that's stupid. I'm gonna tell y'all right now when this trend is over, I'm gonna be laughing at y'all. And everybody's like, bro, yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever, this, this is cool. And then three or four days later, nobody was doing it. And then a week later, everybody denied that they did it in the first place. And guess I'm who crying. Was, guess who in Torrent Park reminded everybody, hey, all y'all Bamas, remember last week when y'all making fun of me for not, oh, guess who can claim the only person that's not afraid to not follow a trend? This uh, guy right here. You. Y'all, y'all motherfucking Bamas. For the rest Crazy, of your lives, when we get older, Hey, 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 Rondo, hey, my friends, I know them. We we now 40. If they try, they try to find me, I get to pull up. Hey, you remember that time in, in, in school where you were, were a bam and you did uh, you turned your pants <laughs> backwards to try to fit in? Yeah, yeah. So 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 I, I got that. Right have there. you ever have you ever really like dodged a bullet though? Like, have you ever like not followed the trend and then you find out like, I have never ever some shit. Rondo, 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 I've like, never, ever, ever ever well, no, let me not say never ever. I, you know, there's a couple trends in the 80s, the 90s that were really fucking cool, but really terrible. I did at one point have a rat tail. That was terrible. It was a, a tiny <laughs> face. Did you ever sag? Was you a sagging type dude? Nah, I wasn't. Never was a sagging dude. Did never you was sag a sagging dude. Yeah, I sagged when I was in school. There's only two trends. Uh, there's only one trend I've always acknowledged you. you. You can make fun of me for all you want. I, I've always make, I always say, you know, it's always, it's fucked up that dudes can't carry bags. You know what I'm saying? In the eighties, <laughs> there was a there was a tiny window. It was cool to wear a fanny pack. So I, I, I got I got a neon fanny pack. I was rocking top. that junk. But 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 it was and a, a very small top. window. Uh uh-uh. uh. No no no. Niggas was wearing crop tops. Now I hear you NASCAR P, but those dudes were a little bit on the other side. I, I didn't rock oh, the crop damn. top. Oh yeah. I was rocking nah. that. I seen Will I Smith do that shit. Nah nah. I was I was shopping at the skateboard. Told you about that. Will Smith, man. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> Hey, hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you. In the eighties, hey, in the eighties, in the DMV, like Weedon Plaza, the dopest store was Shredders. Okay, it was a skate shop at Weedon Plaza. Everybody got their fucking in the eighties. Everybody got their clothes from Shredders. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. No, no, Shredders. I don't think they had the crop tops. No, they had like uh, Billabong. Uh, uh, what were some of the brands they had there? Uh, 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 Curly. Uh, uh, but you had like. Powell Peralta. This is the days of Tony Hawk. You know what I'm saying? Tony yeah. Hawk was, was vocal out. Tony, Tony Hawk, uh, Stacy Peralta. These were like gods. Like Puppy. every fucking kid, male, <laughs> female, wanted to like be a fucking skater. Uh huh. So yeah, that was the, that was that the fashion. Thing. You know what I'm saying? So at skate shops, they started mm-hmm. selling some dope ass some dope ass fanny packs. I was like, yes, I get to rock a fucking fanny pack. What's wrong with a fanny pack? Do I have a fanny pack when I was young? Man, that's because I was Ronald. Nature King. So, so when, when people started denigrating the gay culture, you start getting made fun of, you start getting associated with wearing a fan pack as being gay. Oh, it was yeah, really yeah. fucked See, up. Yeah. I, took the, I knew when to take that shit off, though. Yeah, you're right. I knew it was, <laughs> it was, a, fucked up, it was a fucked up thing. But Rondo, I didn't want to say any false signals. I do have respect and love for the LGBT culture because I work with a lot of clients in that culture. I am an ally. But, you know, I, I know, I know what, what my identity is. And, you know, I don't necessarily like giving off... Uh, Hey, false messages. You don't like you don't want to confuse nobody and mislead or leave nope. nobody on. That's not well, that's not true, Rondo, because I'll tell you some funny stories. I am ambiguous when I worked as a counselor. 
No client has ever known my no client has ever known my age. No no client has ever known my sexual orientation. A lot of female clients, I used to fuck with them because they they want to they want to flirt me that for boundaries. A whole whole pause. So they would try to like fish. You know what I'm saying? So Mr. Dale, um, somebody told us that you're gay. Is that true? No. Hold, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. I'm gonna fuck with him, right? You ready for it? You ready for Wendell? I'm gonna give him the answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him the truth, but I'm not giving the answer they want. You ready for it? Uh, oh, really? Somebody told you that I was gay, huh? Well, you know what? <laughs> hey, Samantha, I'm just making up a name. Samantha, that is absolutely true. And then she's like, I knew it. I knew it. And then, and then I'm like, and then when she starts like, when she stops celebrating, uh, I'll break it down. You know, Samantha, I'm very, I'm a happy guy. You know, gay means happy. So yeah, I'm a very happy yeah, guy. That's why everybody used to hit niggas with this. We so then, so then, so then, Rondo, they would get mad. Like, no, no, that's, that's not what I meant. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, what, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. What, 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 what do you mean? And so I'm, I'm gonna keep psychologically fuck with them. I'm not gonna answer. I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm kind of telling them. I'm never gonna tell you, but I'm telling them how ignorant they are too. I'm Man, not telling how you crying, Ronnie. I'm being funny because at the end of the day, I redirect back to them. So when I'm at work, I'm here to serve you, your needs. So I'll go back to them. That's the appropriate answer. Oh, Samantha, I'm a very happy guy. But hey, by the way. Um, you just came home from school. Do you need help uh, with any of your classes? Or, hey, do you need help with this? Um, you asked, um, if you don't have to do any studying, you didn't ask me to help you teach you how to make this recipe. You want to go in the kitchen, I can teach you that. Or, or do you want to keep cracking jokes about something? And you're like, oh, do okay, you, all right. Do you think that, that, that like, do you think that do if I think you what? responded it straight up and just told them, what would have happened? I would never mention that because it's not healthy. It's it's something that you don't talk about. It's not something you dance around. I don't dismiss clients' voices. I want to empower them. But, but so what do you think when a woman in, that has your job tells me how handsome I am a lot of the time? That's that is crossing a clear boundary. She she should not be in her position. That's what I think. I've I've never told a male client. But what well, if no? What if no, I've never told a male client they're handsome. Good at connecting with you, is Rondo. So there's there's like there, there's Everybody who works in social work knows there's objective terms, there's subjective. How am I going to tell you, Rondo, that I think you're on point if you have a job interview? I'm not going to say, hey, Rondo, you look handsome. You're like, this motherfucker, like, is he sending me some wrong signals? I use slangy violence with you. Mr. Dale, what do you think about my outfit? Hey, yo, you I was rocking, a fucking man. player, though, Dale. I, I was smooth with them women, bro. Ronnie, do you hear my example, though? It was grown. That's the problem. Like, I don't know how to. Rondo, do you hear what I'm saying, though? Female adults who say that they're crossing a fucking line, that's a red flag. I've never told yeah, but the red flag clients. never showed Rondo. up because look, this Rondo. is what I'm telling I've you. I've never told my female clients that they're pretty. No, people subjective terms. No, I know, I know what you're saying. Let me let me say one thing. The the issue is when somebody is good at their at their job, right? And they're good at connecting with these kids and it's get, a very hard line to walk. It's listen, a very listen, hard listen, line to walk. Listen, their the reputation is that they get through to the ones who nobody can get through to. But yep. the problem comes when, like, I, I don't know if I'm, I know I was a kid, so I can't really be responsible, but this person knew I was going through real fucked up shit and wanted to help me. And they, through them helping me, I also pursued them. And I have, like, I okay, got well, let's, power, bro. Let's I got that fucking talk. Rondo, Rondo, let's, talk. let's talk about let's talk about just natural traction can happen. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's there's something about like people who work with children or adults, yeah. young adults, should know that you're setting yourself up if you're spending too much time. 
So I had like, like intimate, I'm talking about like one-on-one time too. Like uh, nobody I'm around but me. I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example of how I supplements for my clients and I help relationships. Okay. So I would commonly drop off clients for home passes. And folks might be having a cookout. Yeah, I'm gonna get a plate, I'm gonna engage with them, but I'm not doing too much. You know what I'm saying? If, if they got like a cousin there who's flirting me, I'm gonna be professional. That's a but that's why side hugs are important. But, but Rondo, but Rondo, if I jump off a home pass and they have a cookout, hey, they'll get a plate. Rondo, I'm going to get a plate. Rondo, I'm going to get a plate. Now, if they say, hey, Mr. Dale, we're going to be here kicking all night. You have 11, come back through. I'm going to politely make an excuse of why I can't. Do you hear me? If it's a jumping ass barbecue, Rondo, I would come back through. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. I'm down for fucking. Uh, we all playing playing space. What's up, man? Yo, yo. <laughs> y'all got some cold beers? Shit, man. I can smell what y'all grilling from like down the block. Yeah, okay. Sign me up. I would come back, but Rondo, there was a lot of times I was put in that position. Family members loved me because I'm taking care of their, their nephew, cousin, or whatever. I'm making sure they get home safe. They, they're talking highly of me, like, hey, he's holding me down. He's one of the real ones there. So when I show up for family barbecues, Rondo, they embrace me. You know what I'm saying? So this was a hard line for me to walk, but I don't. I, it's a line you have to walk because it's about my client. I want them to have a healthy relationship with their family. I don't want to fuck anything up with that. You get what I'm saying? My job as a counselor. I hear you, bro. But I'm to help them bond back with their family. Trying to get you to see what I want. Yeah, yeah, but hold on. Let me not go on a tangent here, okay? So what I would I tell them if they, Rondo, Ron, Ron, I'm, I'm cool with these folks. Hey, hey, Dale, why don't you slide through after 11:30? I'm gonna say something polite, and it's a real excuse. Oh man, oh man, I would love to, but I already told my mom I'm gonna see you after work. That's not a lie. I hear you. I hear you. So, so, so we you can get back. Around, we can you get back to what, what we was, what the original. It's, a, it's, a, it's the same excuse if somebody if you advise you over Thanksgiving, you already been to eight, man. Oh damn, I would love to, but I gotta see mom. That's not a lie. Yeah, no, nah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. you ain't so, so, I'll just say, nah, I'm good. Well, you know, I would say, if I say, nah, I'm good, then it's kind of like they're gonna keep trying, bro. Like, I was, I, I, I pursued her, yeah. like. And I, I, I fed on anything that she gave me, like any little leverage she gave me. So I, what happened in that situation, Rondo? I, think she, I don't think she intended to seduce you. I think y'all spent... No, she, bro, she, she did that. at one point, though, bro. She, she, maybe she not, the, okay maybe not with, in the beginning. No, this is the problem. I'm telling you, I don't fell in love with grown married women, bro. And I've been like, this is not... That's the problem, son. Why, why is like, a problem? A problem like, like, boys bro. don't have... Hold on, Ron, Ron, can, can I just say this? When I was in high school, man, I think it was my history teacher. Oh, I fantasized about her. She was married. That's not what I'm and talking she, about. I'm talking about, Rondo, I'm talking about people. If, no, if, my, if my history teacher or Blair threw to me, yeah. Rondo, we yeah. would be doing some things. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm, you're not listening to what I'm saying. What am I talking about? That are you talking about? Know my trauma, know my history, every the reason. Oh, uh, that's different. That's much different. I've been basically abandoned by my own mom. And you know that yeah. it's probably why I'm clinging to you. And then, like, yeah. you okay with it in certain ways. But then, like, the problem wasn't even, like, I don't know what she did. relationship for me. Listen, the, the crazy shit is that they get the nerve to fall in love with me or tell me they love me and we all in love and then break my heart at a young age like that. And it's, like, it really messed my head up, bro. Like, for a yeah, long time, yeah. like, having an abortion with a, a woman you're not even supposed to be with. Oh, my gosh, that was terrible. I remember now. Like, bro, yeah. it was too much. You were, you were, that was, was so much. You had to process. Like, but then it's like these people working in the system. It's like she got fired for another reason, but 
the problem I mean, this is what this is what we missed to talk about on when we when we did this on seventy seven. We missed okay. the fact that that if that you you were saying that that shouldn't be going on because they shouldn't it's always should be somebody else around. The reality is I've been in facilities where the whole facility is toxic. Right, oh, you're absolutely staff. correct. Yes, let's call it out. Let's call it out because because yeah, no, listen, the staff are having sex on the property. They having relationships amongst each other in front of the kids, and we know what's going on. We're not stupid. Rondo, absolutely. This this happens all the fucking time. I, I knew it happened. Like, bro, like, it, I, it was a time when kids is, com- is competing amongst each other to see who got the most, basically, sexual attention from a staff member. Like, we all trying to figure out who she let touch more than the other one. Like, what's going on here, bro? This is the shit that nobody want to talk about because they want to always demonize men like we are out here fucking thirsty and greedy when I was just a smooth-talking kid and I can get into situations and nobody thinks nothing of it. And then I get judged for the rest of my life because I'm broken. I'm going through shit. Can, I, can, can I say something real quick? Bro, like that you know, shit affects I've been, you for a long time. I've been bro. forced to work with toxic counselors, you know, and we you try to you try to talk to the rationalism, but they're doing wrong. That's why the good ones leave yeah. because they it be a lot of toxic people in there. It, it, uh, uh, law enforcement and social work, very similarly. So it, it's you know you you see some very sick things. You try to stop it and you can't. It, it makes you sick. It makes you powerless. Um, can I just say this? The worst scenarios I ever had was when I was working with another counselor. Some of the best moments I ever had when I was working at Gap was when I first started working. We were short staff. And when I was working on Saturdays by myself with a dorm of nine, 10 kids, DC, Baltimore, all over PG, some hard nosed kids. And man, those are the best years of my life. Because there were no counselors. I was going to say that was the there, no, there were no counselors or fake and phony coming up. There was no fake phony counselors coming on my Saturdays throwing toxic energy in the environment. And man, that's called you know, yeah. man, every Saturday we would go to the basketball courts, we'd be hooping. But the kids that didn't want to hoop to maintain ratio, this, the weird white kids that want to do art, I would get them art supplies. Right. I had spray paint cans, spray paint the graffiti court. I got permission from my program director, like, Ms. Dale, you let me do that? Hell yeah, tag it up because we're going to do construction. You remember how you so, used to let me play? So, you remember how you for, used for, to let for, me for, play my music? So that's how I managed on, on Saturdays by myself. I'm hooping full court with like five or six, the other cats. Somebody's in the corner doing art. I set up skateboard ramps for the skateboarding white kids that always fucked it up for everyone to hoop. So the dynamic always worked. I had a little skateboard park, a little art park, where we're playing full court every Saturday. And it wasn't no fights, wasn't no beef. Man, we, we was just, man, everybody was happy getting along. It was a beautiful time. That's the, see, but that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you remember, like, you used to let me play my music and shit like that. Like, it's like it's what, like little what, stuff. What was my only stuff? concern about your music, if you remember? I only had one concern. Rondo up, man. I'm not trying to beat you up. It was when I knew you had pressed ass elderly white people underneath you, and you didn't realize I was warning you, Rondo. You are respectfully playing in low volume. You don't realize your bass, dude. I can feel and hear your bass, man. And these press white people, man, they're good at Oh, yeah, well, complaining. I didn't know that, though. But, yeah, but, but that's Rondo, the thing, too. You, I, I was, can, can I say I was, this? You were, you were learning as a producer. You were, yeah, exactly. when I came in to do a check, you were in your closet. You soundproofed your closet. You weren't playing your music loud. It wasn't 
an excessive level for you to get a complaint. Don't we talk about this, like, being, having to whisper when you record and all of that, you don't get to really be a good artist sometimes. Or yeah. Because you can't even fucking be loud. Like, you can't even hear yeah. And it's like, I wasn't... Sometimes I got to a point where I didn't even know I was loud, bro. Because I would have headphones on or something. And I wouldn't be but, able but, to hear what other people hear. I don't know how loud I actually am. But, but it's, it's fucking crazy to think about, though. You got kicked out of the fucking crazy. system for a noise complaint when you wasn't even being disrespectful. You, you know, they didn't you tell were me that you I got all these practicing complaints. They just let them stack up and nobody told you were an me. Artist. me you were an artist practicing your craft. That's not something up, you should get punished for. And you they knew what they was doing, though. You know they knew what they was doing. It wasn't even about what they kicked me out for. They kicked me out, like you said, because it was Rondo, a down a lay down thing. I was fighting the system too hard. Bro. You, you I was were, going yeah, you, you you were already too much in the hole. They had to shut me down, bro. And they said, that's just, and it's like when I talk like that to people who don't know the story, they talk to me. They talk. They act like I'm schizophrenic. Well, I'm crazy. Like I'm I'm acting like it's a conspiracy. Rondo, I don't know. The system failed you. The system failed you when they made you a fucking criminal when they should have helped you. That was fucked right. up. Because yeah, and they made me choose so whether I wanted to run up so many other kids that I did doing what you did or so be homeless. Doing what you did to survive and end up in foster yeah. care. You ended up exactly. not in foster care and you should have been in foster care and it was fucked up. Because if you were in foster care, then when care, I you get to foster care, you remember what happened, right? Well, you you're right. You did go in foster care and something even fucking so worse happened. So care, then I almost died. Fuck. So you got you you got fucked by both systems. I forgot about that. I got fucked by a lot of shit. I got no, but you, Rondo, you, you, are, you, Rondo, you are Rondo, you are a rare, you are a rare individual, and I'm not saying that like man, it's really fucked up. You got fucked by both. I don't know very many clients that got fucked by both systems. Yeah, I got like literally by all the systems. <laughs> Rondo, Rondo, you, Rondo, all you, the you, fucking you, systems. Rondo, systems are here, Rondo, Rondo. I, I know you, you know, you know what I know. Systems are weak. Systems are weak. Labels are weak. And it's not like I reacted in a way where it's like I let them win in that way, but I, I did with my sometimes I am aggressive or I get intense sometimes and it's, it's all from that that trauma of like never trying to end up where I have no possible power over my life. Like these people based on accusations, some bullshit accusations can have you put away, bro. And you will have no say in nothing about your life. Well, like, well, shit well, well Ronald, let's, let's be powerful. Because you're right. This, this happens all the time. But you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about how we can make sure people know who they can talk to and, and who yeah. will back them up. Right. Like CASA workers, court-appointed court special advocates. You know, th these are roles that there's a lot of roles in social that are confusing. But these are motherfuckers that are your pit bulls. Well, let me say this. I, ain't never, I don't think I ever had a CASA worker, but you've been the only one who really had my back in the whole system, for real. Everybody else that had my back, like I said, was I was either fucking them and they were still going to break my heart one day, so they was kind of just taken. Or Ronnie, I'm not perfect. Rondo, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? enough to really stick Rondo, Rondo, I'm not perfect, man. I'm fucked up in the system, too. I, I, try, my best to, I try my, my best. Rondo, I try my best to empower you. I try my best to always respect you. But I did betray your trust that day because a social worker made me. And I have to acknowledge that. Yeah, I know that. You ain't got to keep acknowledging it. Hey, man, I'm not beating myself up. I know That's you're why I was telling you, I was like, the system being the system, don't, it don't, it don't jade me. I don't, because if it jaded me, then they would still win. That's the whole point. Like, I'm not even, yeah, I don't hey. even get jaded by when they use people against me because I know people get used for shit. And these people got a good heart and it's like. Right I, I don't ever expect nobody else to sacrifice themselves for me because I can 
I can protect care of myself. You know what I mean? And, and, your, and your energy is powerful. And, and you know what? Being that you went through these situations, you know, I mentioned this before, man. Like, yo, you have a better yeah, opportunity to help people. I'm a, I'm a whistleblower, bro. I'm here. <laughs> I'm blowing it up, bro. Well, tell, tell, this, tell NASCAR what you told me about somebody basically getting somebody killed or trying to frame a kid saying that they blew some shit up when they didn't want to blow nothing up. Like, you got to, you got to, you can, can you retell so, that? Please? So, you know, I can't, I can't go into the full details because this is a highly charged situation and I don't want anybody to uh, get smoke, but we were talking about LCSWs. They have a power attorney. Mm-hmm. LCSWs, when they're the ones who need to keep us safe, if they get a report that somebody's going to imminent harm or threat to themselves or others, they have to do the emergency petition for hospitalization. They have to. It's their job. Now, they're they're also, put you in the cycle. Now, remember we are talking about the blind side yes, effect. Will. The blind side effect is there's a lot of, I want to say, don't, please don't think I'm uh, being uh, denigrating towards women or social workers in general. But unfortunately, there's a lot of Karens in social work. <laughs> not, just, not just white ladies, but what, women who come from jaded, privileged, well, not jaded, not privileged, right? Not jaded. Yeah. If you can afford, they're jaded in the sense where they only know their their bubble. They don't see any. You know how much you know how much money you need to run. You know how much money you need to become an LCSW. You need a lot of money. It's a lot of years of school you go to. You gotta go at least eight years. There's a lot of courses you take. A lot of certifications. You have to have a lot of money to go an LCSW. It's very hard. If you're poor, you come from something, from nothing, to become an LCSW. You got to have a lot of money, a lot of fortitude to go to college and school, or you have to have rich parents who just pay for everything, and you come from a bubbly background like Bethesda. If you grew up in Bethesda, and you're rich parents, and you're an LCSW, and now your lives are Rondo's in the, in the hands of your life, and Rondo talks with slang. This LCSW I work with, okay, this is how disconnected mm-hmm. she was from Ebonics and the culture. Rondo... This is how stupid this Karen was. She talked like this. Okay. I'm a role play here. If I walk up to her, I'm going to just use the name Samantha. I use this alias all the time because I never worked with a client named Samantha or a Frank. So those are alias I use. <laughs> let's just say my supervisor's name was Samantha. If uh, not Rondo, but let's say Rondo's roommate was really mad at my supervisor, uh, you know, the program director, and I was doing a check and I overheard outside the apartment, man, fuck that shit. I'm about to go to the office and give me some. Miss uh, Samantha, the business. Like they said it very aggressive though. Like he wasn't playing. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm being a little vanilla with that slang. But I might go to the program director and warn the program director, hey, Miss Samantha, um, I'm not sure what Frank is upset about, but I overheard during a check that he sounded a little upset and agitated. And he says he's going to come over to the office and give you the business. This is how she would respond very ca- quick, casually, dead ass serious. Yeah, middle of my Karen voice. Oh, wow, Arthur, really? He has a business proposal for me? Wow, okay, great. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. And I'll have to explain. No, to you can't, bro. you joking. Bro. No, 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 I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'll have to explain Ebonics to this Karen. No, 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 Samantha, you're not getting it. He's triggered about something. He, he doesn't like have a business. A business pro- like- he does not have a business. She, she's, she's, she's still confused. I still have to clarify. Oh, wait, wait, did he get it? Did he get the interview? Did he get the job? Did he get the job? Miss Samantha, you're not getting it. This is not a business meeting, okay? I would advise you to just not come out of your office for just five minutes while I talk to him downstairs, okay? I'm just going to let him know you're not available. You're not catching my drift. 
Please, Miss awesome. Samantha, do not come, do not come out of your office, okay? Because he's gonna give you some smoke. If I say <laughs> that, okay, she's gonna say, "Oh, is he having a bad day? He can smoke on the patio." No, no, Samantha, you're not getting. <laughs> That's so Kevin Hart shit of uh, no, 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 Rondo. These were these were everyday conversations I was having with this Karen. Well, that's so funny. You, say, you, no, know, no. you think I don't know the, the difference between an alligator and an alligator? No, yeah, yeah. I didn't say alligator. I said litigator. So she was afraid. She was afraid of the culture. She was afraid of anybody aggressing the culture. And she was afraid to respond right. to them. She was a little delusional, basically. A little delusional. So yeah. my like, one plan. Uh, I worked one with night. a few of them, but not as severe as this. Uh, I, know, I gotta be quiet because I can't go into details about this. this is a very high charge situation. But my one client. I'm not going to say a name because I'm very close to this client. I hope he's doing okay. good. He's from Baltimore City. Let's just think about Michael Ward's situation. He's a big cat. You know what I'm saying? But he's a really sweet guy. Heart of gold. Would never hurt nobody. He was having a bad day and just made a statement that he felt like blowing his neighbors building up. He was not serious. Just like Ronnie, Rondo, you were not serious when you told me that, that one day what you said. I knew you weren't serious. I know you just wanted to, I know what you wanted to do. You just wanted to like listen to music. You felt you were in a bad mood, and what you wanted to do, I knew you just made some hot tracks that you wanted to share with me. So yeah. I was trying to tell my supervisor, can I just ride on the block and listen to music with him? Because I think that's what he wants to do. So the crazy thing is, he... bro, I had wrote a song about the situation while I was sitting there going through it after <laughs> it I was told cathartic. You that shit. Rhino, Rhino. And then y'all Man, took me to the fucking hot. Like that shit. That's one of, one of my one of, one of your favorite one of your songs you did is one of my favorites. The one that has the fire sound effects at the end. Mm. Well, her her role. Yeah, right? it, but her one role? day, it, at one point we was winning. We was winning, and one point yeah. we was. Uh, Rondo, yo, that shit was. I think it's called her song, actually. Rondo, I know you had to burn that song. I know you, I might see you play it again, but man, talk about catharsis, cathartic. Yeah. That was powerful. That was powerful. Um, but but uh, uh, you, you, uh, you uh, if anybody in the audience doesn't know what catharsis is, uh, cathartic, I can explain that. Me and Rondo talk about that word all the time. Catharsis is a very healthy thing that we need to go through. It's a Shakespearean term. It's, it's famous for Shakespeare. It's, there's tragedies we go through. It, it doesn't have to be a good ending, but we have to have an ending. If we don't get the ending, we don't get our catharsis. A catharsis is a purge of emotions, a release of emotions. Sometimes we keep things pent in too long. What you did was powerful. You made that song, you burned it. You let it go to the universe. And then you didn't look back, right? And you got your catharsis. That was that was yeah, really making it, everything kind of ended with that song. And the song is still I still had a song to this day, so I can play it whenever. It's, yeah, I it was powerful. I remember you telling me this day when I play the song, listen to the sound like that. This is me burning this shit into the universe. And I told you I never I can never listen to that joint without playing the fire sound at the end because I have to go through the that fire part sound effect. The end, Ronnie, was what made it powerful. The crackling, yeah. the in and out, the volume. You can really visualize the ashes being burned go. and then going to the sky. Yeah, letting it go. Letting it go. It's powerful. But, but anyway, back to um, the story. He was having a bad day. He said he wanted to blow his neighbor's building. Um, for five or six hours, he'd been telling me in other ways he really needed to go to the hospital because he'd been off his medication. So at six o'clock, before this incident at midnight, I'm calling her and saying, listen, he's experiencing something. I need to take him to the hospital. She doesn't want me to take him to the hospital. So I take him to the hospital. She's got to do paperwork. She doesn't want to have to do. An emergency petition is a lot of paperwork. And it's 
the LCSWs are scared to pull that trigger because if you write an emergency petition and you're incorrect, your reputation's online. She never wanted to do an emergency petition because she was scared. So 6 p.m. is decompensating. And 7, 8 p.m., every hour, there's a crazy incident that's popping off even crazier. He's not doing anything valid. Just acting erratic. I'm not going to say what he's doing because there's somebody I want to protect his confidentiality. Um, but he really just needed to go to the hospital because he was on medication. He just needed, he really needed to go to the hospital. And he was too embarrassed to say that. So he's just trying to do something to go to the hospital. But for he did six or seven crazy fucking things that were kind of not bad to kind of like let me know, yo, I need to go to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. he, he, he didn't feel well. He wanted to go to the hospital. He was afraid to like let us know directly. Because if you were African-American and you say, I'm experiencing A, B, and C, maybe... They try and Mr. lock you up. Maybe, maybe Mr. Arthur will take you to the hospital. Shit. Maybe they'll just call the cops. Go to jail, bro. Maybe Mr. Arthur will take you to the hospital, or maybe they'll just call the cops. He's letting Mr. Arthur know because he knows Mr. Arthur will take him to the hospital. I'm not calling the fucking cops. You hear what I'm saying? So I call her the first time, six o'clock. I'm saying he seems to be experiencing something. Can you talk to him? Her response is this is my Karen voice. Um, Mr. Arthur, I'm in my yoga class. This is not an emergency. This can wait till tomorrow morning. Thank you. Click. Whoa. Whoa. Really? This is an emergency? Um, no, she's right. It's not an emergency. It's in social. It's what we call a pre-crisis. So a pre-crisis. Yeah, but you're kind of letting the emergency. So, so here's a pre-crisis, Rondo. I'm disassociative. All of a sudden, I tell you and oh, Casper, hey, guys, and you guys believe me. Man, all they of a sudden. But they setting them up to go to jail, basically, or get killed. No, hold, yeah, hold on. No, no, no. Setting them up to get killed. Not jail. Killed. If I tell y'all on the podcast and y'all believe me, hey guys, I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I think I can fly. I'm gonna get the roof of my building. I'm gonna jump off. Can y'all believe me? That's what no. Hold oh, on, let me hear, hear me out though. It's a silly scenario, but if y'all uh -huh. actually believe me, y'all might know my roommate and call it. Yo, can you just check on Dale? Make sure he's okay because yo, he's tripping right now, right? Y'all okay. might not call the police, right? But if you nah. actually believe me, if you believe me, you would believe I'm in I a maybe a some kind of hold on, hold on, guys, let me finish. You would believe you don't understand what I'm going through, but you would kind of think maybe he's in some kind of pre-crisis. Counselors, our job is to assess the pre-crisis. We don't just assess fucking crises. We don't wait till somebody's getting stabbed. Our clients who have but good look, relationships let me, with, can I tell you with about this? mental health issues, they tell the counselors. They want the counselors okay. to keep them safe. Can I tell yes, you something ahead, about the system? My mom. Can we cap this story real quick? You can, you can my mom, back to the no, story. My done. mom tried to try to go, give go me for help it. a lot as a kid. And they used to always yeah. tell her that not that I've never done anything. Now, is this in DC, Rondo? You need help. So they, and my mom used to say this all the time. She used to say, is, so, is it DC? So, do somebody got to be getting stabbed or killed for y'all to actually help him. And they yeah, were like, kind of, yeah. Ryan, this is a very important question. When, when did this incident happen? Where were you living? Was it DC or PG? It was PG. PG. I knew, you want to know how I know it was PG? Because let's talk about the PG mobile crisis unit. They don't ever want to do their fucking job. Nope. No, no. Rondo, I'm going to be really fucking clear. Let's talk about the resources disparity. Montgomery County Mobile Crisis Unit, if you call them, they come every fucking time with an army right away. Every fucking time, Montgomery County, 240-777-8000. Go ahead and call the Mobile Crisis Unit 
and say Karen's having a bad day. Five minutes later, they're coming up with a psychiatrist, psychologist, a whole team, and maybe a, a care package of some uh, uh, donuts and some coffee. Okay? PG, <laughs> they argue with you and tell you it's not an emergency. They never come out. I don't think yeah, PG never had them actually at home. Out. Never. So I'm going to tell you, uh, here, here, here we go, guys. I hope, I hope everybody, this is going to be aired on the podcast so we can blast PG mm. Price Unit. Not just PG and Montgomery County. We're talking about disparity. One county over, how people are dying and all the people are getting shit they don't even fucking need. Montgomery County, PG. Montgomery County, you got all the fucking money. Give that shit to PG. Help them out. Because the mobile crisis unit, I'm going to tell you, in 20 fucking years, I'll be doing my job, they don't ever come out. They got Monopoly and they got the, the nice neighborhoods over there. Let me know my let me tell my energy down because I won't wake my roommate. I need to get my energy back down in neutral. So here's a real story. In the deaf culture, we don't give up on family. My mom's one of her best friends. She's African American. She's deaf. She lives in PG, District Heights. She's lived there for a long time. She's got a nephew. That's what about we were at NASCAR. Ronnie, she's got a nephew that is biological parents are hearing. That's what we was at. So uh, she's got a nephew that she's adopted because his biological mom and dad, they're doing great in life, have abandoned him because of his mental health issues that are kind of debilitating, but they just don't do anything for him. And she's deaf and she tries to do her best to take care of him. He's schizophrenic. He's a really great kid and the system fucked him up. But it, 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 he, his situation is he's very highly intelligent and he can function very well without medication, but when he, when he falls, he falls hard. So he's been in a cycle of falling hard, getting up, falling hard, getting up. And right now he's almost like catatonic. Okay, but I want to tell you, he's schizophrenic. And when he does scary things, not violent, he has a history. He's already diagnosed schizophrenic, a medical history, right? When he's done something in my mom, my mom lives in downtown Silver Spring. You hear me, Ronnie? Uh, Ronald, you. My, my parents, they're not rich. After they graduated from Gallaudet, in, 19, in the 60s and 70s, did you believe every neighborhood in PG, Bethesda, not Bethesda, but downtown Silver Spring, the houses right by the DC line, downtown Silver Spring, cost just as much as houses by PG Plaza. Exact same price. My parents paid in 1971 for their house uh, off of Dale Drive, a very expensive neighborhood. They paid $29,000 for that house in 1971. Leave it like that. Now, there are other deaf friends that graduate college at the same time that sell it all throughout Maryland. Largo, District Heights, PG, they paid the same prices for their houses, about $29,000. But neither here nor there, you can't predict how real estate gentrification changes prices, you know what I'm saying? Right, the reason the why the, what's the point, what's the point? The whole point of the story, I'm getting the meat of the point of the story, okay? It's all about the money, right? Mm -hmm. Rich people, Mobile Crisis in Montgomery County, and our mom's house in downtown Silver Spring, when he's experiencing some kind of episode, my mom, the VP, will contact the mobile crisis unit, and she's deaf, with a video interpreter, can let them know that um, her friend's nephew is experiencing something, can you come assist? These motherfuckers will come like 10 minutes later with a whole army and try to, their best to help. They've come out to my mom's house, I don't know, seven or eight times to try to help him. They still come out. They still try to help. He's not that bad. But they come every time to try to help. Do you know, he, they come and visit my mom, okay? When they visit my mom, they've had to call so many times and they come out. They live in PG. Do you know she's called 
the mobile crisis in PG maybe over a hundred times. They may come up once or twice. They don't do shit. And they say, they literally tell her, stop calling us. Basically. And he is schizophrenic. And he's doing scary things that she doesn't know because she's deaf. And the PG mobile oh. crisis unit tells her, uh, stop calling us. This isn't serious. Oh. He's diagnosed schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's diagnosed schizophrenic and they've been hospitalized for this many times, if you're a mobile crisis unit, PG, that taxpayers pay you to do your fucking job, you can't refuse to come out to somebody diagnosed schizophrenic. If they haven't been diagnosed, you can play this stupid game all you want. But PG Mobile Crisis Unit doesn't ever want to do their fucking job and nobody ever holds them accountable because poor people PG can't sue them. Montgomery County, rich people will sue you just to make a fucking point. They don't care if they win or lose. Oh, you didn't come out? Yeah. Okay. Karen's. We're talking about Karen's. You didn't come out to see my... I'm having a bad day. Well, I'm going to take you to court for that. That's why Mobile Crisis right. in Montgomery County comes out every fucking time. And also taxpayer What dollars. you going to say in that case? Taxpayer no, dollars no, pays for your services. So the, the reason why schools, the quality are so poor in PG schools and help mental health services is because it comes from tax dollars. There's a lot of corrupt shit in real estate and properties in PG that always yep. repress property values. That's why it's hard to, for me to trust black politicians in, in PG because I'd be feeling like they just... I know. Here's a fucked up system. Money. Man, any any parent that lives in PG that has a relative in Montgomery County, you're not a bad parent if you want to use their address so they go to another school. You're not a bad parent if you have a son that's schizophrenic and you have to go visit your aunt in Montgomery County because that's the only way you can get them the fucking help they need. Let's finesse a system. Anybody in PG that has children that have significant mental health issues, that they call the mobile crisis unit, they refuse to come out. All you got to do is just visit a fucking friend or you know what? Go shopping in Montgomery County. And call the mobile crisis in Montgomery County, because when you're in Montgomery County, that's the jurisdiction you're when you call, they will come out and they will help you. I know that's right. So let's yeah, go that's ahead. That's anybody in PG, anybody in PG that has children and you call the mobile crisis unit and they're not coming out, they're arguing with you and saying, What the fuck do I gotta do? This we gotta stab them before you guys take them because I want to protect my child and you ain't doing shit. You don't gotta start stress about that. PG is never gonna come. Just go to Montgomery County, call 240. Seven 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 eight thousand. I believe that's still the number. Just you can look it up, or just call three one one. Call three one one. Matter of fact, it's the easiest way. Hey, when you hey, call hey, hey. Does anybody God, know how three one one works? There's a quick, quick wisdom. Three one one. When you call from your cell phone, it'll connect you to the the services based work. upon where your GPS is. So if you call three one one, when you if oh, you live in PG and you don't trust the, the mobile crisis unit that don't do shit, just go to Montgomery County. Go to a shopping center, call 311, and say, I need the mobile crisis unit. They'll come to you right away because you're in Montgomery County. You don't even have to live in Montgomery County. Let's go ahead and take some Montgomery County resources that they you. don't even fucking need. They right, never need that you. shit. We got right, something. We fall back. We fall back. Let's give a little power to the people. I just want, I just want to, uh, I want to check in with y'all. Y'all trying to keep going or y'all want to? Yeah, wanna... you know, I'm. I appreciate you checking in. I'm, I'm really, uh, um, I'm stoked on this thread. Uh, Y'all can see I'm a little, little fired up and passionate about this topic. <laughs> no, I'm good. I just don't. I just like I said, I don't want it to go longer than people comfortable. Well, no, no I mean, I, I appreciate you checking in because while I would like to continue, I do gotta wake up early for uh, my, my work schedule tomorrow. But uh, uh, uh yeah, I want to do uh, five picks, five picks right now, and then just end it. Or y'all want to? 
get in another topic in real quick and or what? What are we doing? I, I can't. Are we are we picking pop picture? Next time you talking about music or are we playing songs? That's I can't music. play music right now. No, we can't play music. Yeah. Well, this I told you my pop picture. I ain't trying to get copyrighted. It's just we just say the titles. We just let let people know what the songs are, and then I fucking. Oh, I, I get what you're saying. So okay, we did this last time. You picked Al Green and Ray Charles. Okay, okay. So right, let me see. Let me think. Let me go through my 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 my. If anyone wants to go first, I'm still thinking. But yeah. I, I got a uh, I'll think it too. You got something that's gone? Uh, I, I, I got a thing like that. Let me see. We all got a thing. Okay, so I'm, I'm old school. I'm a Go-Go fan. So let's talk about Go-Go a little bit. Let's talk mm. about a, 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 a band from the 80s and 90s that, 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 that don't get talked of enough. One of the most legendary all-female Go-Go bands, Pleasure. I run this Pleasure all the time. Michelle Peterson, man, she was, who man. They did so many she was red classic. Yeah, yeah, you know, let me not go into details because you know this is a small world. Let me not, you know, say hey, hey. <laughs> let me just say Michelle Pierce is just somebody like as a child, like man, I idolized Pleasure. They had so many hits. When I brought this Pleasure, people like man, I don't know them. Man, everybody knows Pleasure. Let's just talk. The Christmas season just passed, but every Christmas season, WBZ, WKYS, you better watch out. You better run. The Go Go version, that song. Oh, wow. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. A ple- pleasure. You know, it's, it's old school. We already, we already passed Christmas. But we got to talk about some go-go legends that don't get talked about enough. We talk about Chuck. We talk about RE. We talk about Junk. We talk about Beck. We talk about Northeast Groovers. We talk about a lot of modern bands. But nobody really talks about pleasure. They was doing it. Pleasure. <laughs> you know they, they did. They did like it, like it, like it. Uh, I feel it. Uh, I love it. You know that song? Oh yeah, like, I, I, I love that song. Too old. Like too young, I mean. Yo, so so hey, you know it's just this. This my pod pick, just in general. If anyone wants to go back to to a a, fun, a great time in the eighties and nineties in DC, where Go Go was really, really, really soulful. Check out Pleasure. You won't be disappointed. All right. What's your, what's your second one? Second one? I'm going to just go for another genre. Uh, do You know, I'm, I'm all across the map. But you know what? Here we go. Oh, I got a good one. Um, I'm really into old school music. Uh, uh, there's a, a really, a really, man, soulful uh, I don't, I don't, don't want to sound stupid because I'm white, you know, but he's probably well known. But a blues singer, uh, uh, let me see, where's my record? I think it's Elmore James. Let me get my record one second. I can't talk out in the hallway because I won't look at I'm going to go with El- Elmore go James. With... That's him? Hold on, let me go in the hallway one second. I'm going to go with. Um... Billy Holiday, God bless the child, and then that's my shit right there. And then I'm gonna go with um, it's a Grizzly Bear album. Okay, so I, I want to wake up my roommate. I just had to get my so the Elmore James vinyl I have is actually just a greatest hits album. But man, uh-huh. Elmore James, check out this jam. This is one of my favorite on. So Elmore James, man, he played guitar. He was sick with it. 
so he had a really like really signature kind of style when he's playing guitar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, but uh, uh, one of one of his uh, one of my favorite songs of his is "It Hurts Me Too." It's a really beautiful, soulful blues song. Okay. Uh, Elmore James, "It Hurts Me Too." It hurts me too. Yes, but right. uh, Elmore James, E E L M O R E James. All right, this is one of my favorite. Real... Oh, go ahead. Now, this is one of my favorite albums, and it's called Horn of Plenty, H O R N of Plenty, by Grizzly Bear. And it's, bruh, I don't like some of these songs, I don't even know what these niggas saying, bruh. It's just my. I don't even know how to explain the genre, but they do like, I think they do like folk, indie rock type shit. I don't know how to, but. Okay, okay. That sounds it's beautiful shit. And I told you, I don't know if you heard, but Billy Holiday, God bless the child. That's my shit. Man, I love Billy so hard. Mama Mayhem, Papa Mayhem. God bless the child that got his home. <laughs> that shit, yeah. huh? I'm pretty campy because of Billy. I just know some more classes like uh, Billy's Billy's Blues. You can't go wrong with that. Yo, she the goat, bro. Yeah. It's on you, Nessa. Mm. It's both both songs. They tear born songs. They call cool and flexing. Flexing. Yeah. And oh, cool. Would you say before that? Cool. Uh, cool and flexings. Yeah. Uh, but okay. the artist <laughs> Pierre born. <laughs> And my artist is what? I'm sorry? Uh, Pierre Bourne. B-O-U-R-E-N-E. So Bourne, like Jason Bourne, or Bourne okay, Identity. Okay. <laughs> they so snippets, like... bro. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I like that. That's, that's, got a, that's got a nice ring. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he's hard. Dale, he's, like, he's like a different version of us. Like, me and NASCAR make our own beats. So he's like a, 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 a different version of us. Like, he was just born, like, a few years before. Oh, like, okay. Well, you, you got me intrigued. I'm definitely gonna. I, I got them written down. I'm gonna uh, uh, marinate on these. I'm gonna let y'all know what I, what I think next time we, we get up. But uh, yeah, and I was gonna say when you see the description of the episode, you're gonna see the songs in the description, so you can even if you forget what songs we pick, they're gonna be there, okay. so we can even if you all want to listen, y'all can listen to them songs are snippets, so it's like it's not like the full song. <laughs> yeah, we know. It, it, it's, 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 look, it's still hard. That shit means I'm enough sorry. to you. How about I make you? You want me to make you pick two songs? No, two real songs. Yeah, I I pick two real songs. All right, all right. those are um, two snippets. I'm picking whatever. I'm about to put on shuffle, and then whatever pop up, then right. it's my two songs. So oh, yeah, I got uh, another song too. Uh, Bobby Bobby Brown, rock with you. Oh yeah. And okay. um. Okay. Okay. Uh, welcome to the jungle, Jay Z and Kanye. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah, got I'm one though. Uh, I'm not a gentleman. Ghetto boys. That is my shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> ghetto boys. <laughs> you crazy. Ghetto ho. I'm not a motherfucking gentleman. Okay. People think my man is classic old school. People say my man is lamentable. <laughs> I'm from the ghetto ho. I'm not a motherfucking gentleman. Like hard, bro. Man, you, you nah, yo, I appreciate right both there, of y'all. Nah, you too, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, nah, y'all too, man. It was just what this, we gonna this, do? This what we, we gotta link up eventually. 
um, in due time and do this, like like we said, Dale by the fire. But and like we can get well, it. We can uh, I, so, I, I, like we can plan a camp and trip around it whenever well, our schedules sure. kind of align up and we can kind of just. Well, well, you know, uh, when my schedule was busy, I'm building a, uh, wish me luck on it. It's a new project, but I'm building a, a tiny, uh, tiny home RV bus. Right. I, I don't know if NASCAR P, uh, he's around my way, right? I'm in Cali. He in Cali oh, now. Oh, damn. Okay. I thought you was uh, still on the East Coast. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, no, like, we can always, we can, like I said, we can that's make a roadshow plan something and come together to do it. But I can come out there. Yeah. Well, you know, right now it's uh, cold as hell. So I don't think anybody going nowhere right now. <laughs> no, this summer going to be sit out there. But yeah, you know, this summer, man, things, things should be getting a lot less, uh, uh, hopefully, a, a lot more open, a lot safer, and just in general. I, I'm say that, yeah, like, cheaply. I hope everybody's safe because it's just, uh, you know, unsafe times in general for a lot of folks. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping by this summer things will be a lot more clear and uh, a lot of different uh, uh a lot of different areas, but uh, yeah, it's um, uh, 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 Rondo, if you want to go out to Cali and visit NASCAR, man, I've never been to Cali, so I'd be open for that. I'm down, bro. Yeah. We can do it, bro. I just, no, I'm, 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 I'm just to do some type of thought or something, just we can hang out and shit. But I wanted, I wanted to make sure it's always worth it, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm that serious. I, I want my own beach, like, this is a cold ass winter, <laughs> right? You know, Dale, me and him used to pod just walking down the street. You know, that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's organic. And when you hear it, people love hearing it and because they visualize everything that's going on. We're very descriptive yeah. about what we're seeing and what be, what be happening. And, it's, and California is such a city in, like with personality. There's so many people there that nice. it's always something going on. So it was so just, you just always, there's always an interaction. Bro, we were running to people who wanted to pod with us. Like, like, we even before we left VA, it was two girls that wanted to. Once we told them we was potting, they wanted to fucking have a conversation. So it's like shit like that, like the most organic way I've ever heard a podcast actually be done. We we did it and we do that consistently. Like this whole conversation was improvisation. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I still gotta uh, learn learn some ropes of uh, podcasting. I'm, I'm still new to this, but uh, I'll get it done. That's why I appreciate Beato, like for even doing some shit that y'all not used to doing and like kind of trusting me. You know what I mean? That shit real. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, bro. And, you, know, I, you know, you know, we got faith in you. It's just the, uh, the question is, do we have faith in ourselves? <laughs> you, you know, you know you do it. Uh, like, that's called, let, me, let me not love you in my, my, my situation. Like I'm not really savvy with the uh, certain technologies and whatnot. I'm sure that's yeah. a lot more savvy than I am. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. so I don't like this shit though. Like, <laughs> We we all we all three of us rather in person conversation. That's why I'm big on if we are together, let's do something so that way we'll have something with us actually together. You hit the nail on the head there. I'm not really a fan of Zoom, but I do enjoy the dialogue. Not facts. Yeah. And that's why I also love, like I said, listening to the audio when I listen to it. It's important for sometimes video can dictate too much of my feelings and emotions about what I'm hearing. And when I don't have any of that, I kind of can form my own thoughts way easier while I'm listening to a pod or while I'm seeing some shit because I'm still that, that seeing sense. my life. You know, that what makes I mean? sense. And, and sometimes when it's I'm watching like, video, I'm too caught up in that person saying it that it it 
takes away from the the grand the grandiose message. Like it could be bigger when it's only audio. That's why I love that, it. Makes it makes absolute sense. Audio. You you want to be you want to be unfiltered. You're I don't know like yeah, yeah and it's like it it, it it forces the listener to to not to think when they listen because they have to listen. They have to trust what the words are coming up next. They can't dictate what's coming up next just by looking mm-hmm. at me. They don't see nothing coming you know so you know you know my brain is thinking that you're you're kind of defining that we say that like the majority 70 percent of, of language is non-verbal we, we really we're really more so paying attention to micro expressions to be able to get like a vibe or a feeling or an idea it's so hard to do that over the phone yep exactly via zoom but we're gonna do yeah, what we got to do man we got visuals we won't be on youtube now we live rondo the kid nascar p Arthur uh, Anderson, yo, man, I appreciate y'all. Like I said, yo, this is episode what seventy eight, right? Oh yeah, We the greatest, man. I appreciate y'all, dog. I, I think y'all. I appreciate y'all. We'll be man. back. Hey, we, yes, yes, sir. Yes, we will. I appreciate y'all, and uh, I'm gonna keep it moving now. And uh, well, you know when the next day we're doing this? Or next oh, day, I y'all told you we record every Monday and Friday. Friday, okay. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't think, I, don't think uh, uh, I got any plans Friday, but just uh, hit, hit me up and uh, let me know if y'all getting up. All right. We always get up. We get We always get up. We always, yeah. Well, it looks like I need to catch up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, for y'all, both of y'all have been on the pod before the, the schedule even was formed, so it's... it's Facts. It's just like, we created the schedule together like shit, bro. Right, exactly. Based on the fact that we just wanted to be consistent and we wanted to like have freedom to like, you know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah, man. Yeah. All, All right, man. All right, man. We're going to check All in again, face. man. Yeah, y'all, y'all be easy. Y'all be safe. All right, y'all too, man. Any last words for the listeners? Nah. Uh, I'm too tired for any inspirational yeah, last words. I was going to say, man. I'll see y'all, man. I appreciate everybody else <laughs> listening. I thank y'all for watching. If y'all watch this far, yo, it's, it's real shit. Real love. All right, yo. And ho- hopefully everybody joins us Friday. Peace and peace. Peace.